All right, we're officially live. I suppose we should get this uh, started. Rock and roll. Hi. Hello, yeah. everybody. <laughs> we have a special guest tonight. Ian Bits has joined us, fresh off the Bethesda stream. So now we're gonna let him down. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm slightly less terrified about this one. Well, I mean, still some terrified, but slightly less. I'm technically cool. a special guest because I haven't been streaming at all lately. You know, I got stuck in a, a situation where I tweeted out that I wasn't going to re release any more videos until the bugs got fixed. And then on Friday, when I had like one hour I wasn't working or in class, I got a notification that the bugs had been fixed. And I was like, God damn it, dude. I, had, I have to follow through on this. So I immediately hopped onto the ladder with uh, Support Mage and was like, let's do this. Recorded a video, edited it in the worst way possible, and released it immediately. And yeah, I haven't that's, that's done anything. I had to, uh, you know, I wanted to follow through on what I said, <laughs> but I didn't expect that quick of a response to the bugs. And I was really impressed, actually, with how quickly those things were addressed. Yeah, it's they did it at the perfect time, because I think that's it was starting to spread. People were starting to catch on, and there was a lot of people doing the Embassy Disguise thing. I, yeah. I, I managed to avoid it except once accidentally, um, mm. but... I, I think the longer those things are around, the more it becomes an <laughs> accidentally. It was, yeah. it was. I believe it was Americ. It was either America or Rothgar Forge. And if that happens, it's not really their fault. <laughs> yeah, I understand. But yeah, it's it. It's good that it. And it props to some people, like especially a lot of streamers who avoided talking about it in specifics, because that probably helped it not become yeah. a bigger deal. I, I yeah. said that I wasn't streaming because of the bugs, but really it was just soul crippling depression so, oh absolutely oh you know i even tweeted like i tweeted like i'm not i'm not streaming because of the bugs and then like a couple minutes <laughs> later i was like actually it's it's really just soul crushing yeah. existential depression and so <laughs> that was a thing for a bit i'm it, the winter months are always hard here in michigan because we get like no sunlight and normally i just try to like work out through it because i i <laughs> I have like my family like all suffers from depression and they're all addicts and so normally like working out is the go-to but my knee's been jacked up and I don't see the orthopedic until the 26th so it's just been getting to me why don't you uh, take a seat in my office here charmer yeah I know right <laughs> and then and then when I did hop on to play off stream I kept running into bone colossus like every other game yeah. Yeah, I, I, I tweeted about it. Look, I'm I'm gonna go right on record because I'll die on this hill. You're an <laughs> asshole if you abuse even just Bone Colossus, and I don't want to hear none of that bullshit about like, well, I was using it before. I saw Bone Colossus like twice in the last two months, and then I played yeah. six games during a lunch break, and three of them had Bone Colossus in it. No, those assholes are abusing it. Well, they had to they had to literally break the car to make it stronger so it could compete with the righteous powerhouse that is Worm King's agent. Yeah. Right, Worm King's agent. <laughs> yeah, that's the other thing, right? Like the guy, like uh, the guy who is a writer for PC Gamer tweeted at me, like, "Well, to be fair, I was using it before. Well, yeah, but to be fair, I was also not using it before and still at an eighty percent right. win rate. So you can either be an asshole or not. Like, I don't care if you use it. Just understand that you're an asshole and own up to it. That's where I stand." I was, uh, what pushed me over the edge of just being super irritated by it was like four games in a row against Bone Colossus running mid-range decks, and I I just had enough, and I was like, I'm not going to participate in this madness. 
Yeah, I think I just got lucky. I, I I ran into Bone Colossus definitely sometimes, but for at least the start of the season, I was playing a lot of really aggressive decks. So by the time they played Bone Colossus, right. I'd already I'd usually already won or already lost. So yeah, I, I didn't feel as bad. I had one that was a really tight game, and then my opponent proceeded to play Bone Colossus on one side, and then Bone Colossus the yep. following turn on the other side, all while yeah. emoting. And yeah. it was and it was a mid range warrior who traditionally warriors in the past had not run bone colossus so i'm just like that come on now like you're you're an asshole you're almost cassadin level at that point (laughs) and i know that we don't normally name names but i've seen multiple screenshots of that asshole using the embassy disguise bug already this season so for anybody who ever tries to defend him as the anti-cheater because he accidentally did whatever three times in a tournament that like you can't even defend it at this point yeah on the upside i get the uh the self-satisfaction that he's cheating and i'm still higher than him on the ladder yeah there you go <laughs> i'm not i'm like rank five i haven't done i've 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 only played like 30 20 or 30 games because i was <laughs> already depressed and then was running yeah. into bone colossus every other game so yeah one of the uh one of the things that requires the most willpower that i do whenever we have a championship series tournament is not ban that asshole from chat (laughs) that takes more willpower than almost anything else i do with this game (laughs) it's bad enough bad enough they're stealing our elections now they gotta steal our games right Uh, is anybody shocked it's the russian guy in the community that's the big cheater like is anybody shocked we're all about we're all about to get doxxed (laughs) to be be fair i mean aquaman is another russian streamer who i I mean i think some people might have had issues with him but he's always been a good dude to me he makes testlegends.pro which is a real is one of like the two websites or i guess three if count between the lanes but like one of the two websites that you can post decks on and share stuff like that so i've never had a problem with aquaman no aquaman's cool and as a people you know it's like you can't judge a country based on what their leaders do hopefully (laughs) (laughs) all right yeah so moving moving off moving off specific people so you guys haven't played uh too much since with the new cards have you not really i mean like i played some singleton mage and i've played with uh really stupid talias's conscription combos (laughs) but that's about all i've done that was one of my first thoughts too by the way was just charge battle mage all of the all of the removal all of the conscription yeah or all of the chargers and then conscription and it did not work i think it's currently sitting at like 17 percent win rate for me yeah it's it's one of those weird decks that like just absolutely floors a couple matchups and it just loses abysmally to anybody with their like a curve Yeah, I mean, like, I have fun, you know, crushing aggro decks and crushing control decks and then losing to 75% of the decks on the ladder. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. I haven't played a a ton with the new cards, but the one I've been trying to abuse the most is uh, the new Giant, because I think that... Yeah, that card's wrong. Yeah, I was gonna say, like, of the new cards, it was the one that I felt like had the most potential to either enable some archetypes that had been struggling or... (laughs) Uh, like really enhance some other ones um and I, i've really i've enjoyed the card so far like it's performed as well as i expect it to yeah um, it's definitely really good yeah it's it's an interesting card i i've had trouble finding a good way to use it just because most of the time you end up playing it in the shadow lane, which is really annoying because you want this thing in the field lane to try and prevent them from like playing big things or trade into big things that is but, true you, you're almost always using the removal for like little stuff that they're trying to sneak through the shadow lane and 
ends right. up being like a little bit counterintuitive, but it's powerful enough that you still play it. It's just like right. yeah, I was playing it in Merrick, like as a second Ice Storm, and it basically yeah. means like between having Ice Storm and the Giant, I was auto winning against tokens. Yeah, yeah. So that's, that's that's why I love the that's why I put the Giant, and even if he's awkward, is oh my god against yeah. tokens. Right. Yeah, <laughs> so right. satisfying. Turn five, you shoot down their fervor, and then the next turn, you, right. you play the Giant. It's so good. Yeah, it's it's been really good for me there. So, so I know I know we said to get away from specific people, but I think <laughs> I think we normally when we have a guest ask them like you know how they got started playing Legends. <laughs> That's true. Um, you know what their background was, things like that. So Ian is a specific person, but I think we should talk about uh, Ian. And first of all, I want to know how you chose the name Land Bits. Land bits. I mean, um, you. <laughs> so it's it's. I've told this story before, and it's not a super interesting story. But I'm from Cleveland. Um, my dad used to work at a Browns website and magazine that he actually founded, and his handle for everything was Art Bites, A R T B T Z, and everybody pronounced it Art Bits. Um, so when I was a kid, I played video games all the time on his account. Uh, it was, and everybody called me Art Bits, and I thought it was annoying because my name wasn't Art, so I changed the Art to Ian, and I changed the BTZ to BITS because everybody said Bits anyway. So that's that's Ian Bits. That's kind of cool. But his art, it was Art Bites, was in reference to Art Model. It's like Art Model Bites, like screw that guy. So you... It was weird that people called me Art because it was, the name was supposed to be like this guy's a terrible person, and then everybody was like, hey, what's up, Art? I was like, God damn it. So. <laughs> When you stream, Ian, do you have like a, like a loyalty currency, uh, like one of those bots or anything? Moody uh, man. You know, like if there are some streamers that'll have uh, uh, like a bot that rewards uh, currency. Yeah. No, no, I don't have it. Yeah, it would be easy to give them like Ian bits. Well, I was thinking that it would be Ian Bitcoin. There's your there's your one reference per cast. Yeah, yeah. I don't even have a name for my subs currently call them the collection of people who have a barbus emote yeah i <laughs> so like for a bit a long 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 time ago before i even had the option to have people sub uh just like people who hung out in my chat and were regulars uh they like self-called themselves the charm squad but then because i i changed a bunch of uh games i've streamed just about everything under the sun uh, I changed a bunch of games, and uh, a lot of them have like come and gone. There's still some some of the old old uh, crew around, but it kind of died off. I don't I don't have a name either. <laughs> um, but as far as I got started, I'm actually I don't think there's a ton of me as far as streamers go. I'm I'm one of the drop boys. Like I came in when drops were a thing. I came in like right a little bit after the Steam release. And I started kind of getting into it right before Drops became a thing. And then Drops made it so like, cool, I can actually have a collection without nice. spending a ton of money. And uh, that's, yeah. So I started a little bit before Heroes of Skyrim, a little bit before Drops, and then used that opportunity to get super into it. I played all the way back in beta, back when it was still the Elixir of Magicka, but I only played for like two weeks. Okay, cool. Uh, there's a suggestion in chat for uh, Ian Bitches. <laughs> Ian Bitches? I can't. Uh, yeah. the, twi the new Twitch guidelines. That's harassment. I can't do it. What are the new What are the new Twitch guidelines? They're they're, they're the same as they've always been. To be honest, yeah. like I read them and I didn't see anything that jumped out at me. Here's you what know, it I, is, right? Like, don't yeah. be an asshole and okay. don't show anything you're not supposed to show. Yeah. Right? Like, that's yeah. it. 
If you can I do those two things, you're fine. I can't stream in the orc costume because that dude doesn't wear a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You actually, can. You just have yeah. to wear a shirt. Like I don't I don't think you understand how if, deep my character acting goes. You, you have to wear a t shirt that's painted like an orc's pectorals. Yeah. I'll get right on that. Um hmm, that's interesting. Also, chat wants to know what you're drinking, Ian. Uh Michelob Ultra. It's always what I drink. Right it's on. yeah, it's just the cheapest thing I can buy that doesn't taste terrible. Why don't you step into I, my office as soon as Charmer's done? <laughs> I've, I've, I've got uh, I've got a Strongbow Gold Apple Hard Cider tonight. Oh, I love Strongbow. I Strongbow's do too. Really good. The fuck is happening here? You guys are drinking on the air. Yeah. Where's Where's those Twitch guidelines? Somebody throw those to me. <laughs> yeah, it's he just, actually it's just drink excessively. That's it. I'm I'm gonna start yes. eating Tide Pods on the air. <laughs> <laughs> Like, no joke, my wife was going to the store this week, Justin, and she's like, hey, I'm, I'm stopping by the store, do you need anything? And I went, yeah. I just responded with Tide Pods. <laughs> and she laughed, and she was, she was like, didn't know what to say to it, and I was like, no, really, get me Tide Pods. I was at work thinking about Tide Pods the other day, and I asked uh, our office manager, I was like, this is a woman in her late 40s from South Carolina or something like that, and I was like, hey, what do you know about Tide Pods? She goes, don't eat them. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, awesome, awesome answer. I just could not stop laughing afterwards. That's, I mean, that's rule number one. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great moment, actually. I felt closer to than I've ever felt before. <laughs> I need to find something else that's equally as edgy to eat. Yeah, we could start something. We could start a trend. We could print off Legends cards and eat them. I legit have, like, some of those... Ones from the convention in front of me. Like, I could eat this Waba Jack right now. It would think, Waba Jack me up. I think you should, uh... I think Taste you should, like a sweet roll. Yeah. I think, <laughs> I think you should do that. That's huge. I love it. The traffic cone challenge? Oh, God. That sounds terrifying. <laughs> Tell me about there, the is, there is zero things that can end well with a traffic cone. Actually, I have a funny story about traffic cones. When yeah. I was uh, in high school... Uh, some friends and I were uh, hanging out at uh, a Wendy's, getting, you know, we were fucking stoned, just being stupid. And uh, there was a giant, giant cone, like, you know, three, four feet tall in my mind uh, for like wet floor warning kind of thing. My friends are like, we should steal that cone. I was like, oh, yeah, dude, let's do it. And so, like, somehow, probably because I was you know the the sucker they were like justin you grab the cone we'll all be in the car waiting outside for you i'm like bet man let's do this so they get in the car they pull up to the the fucking window or the, not the window the, the door so I, I grab the cone i bolt for it and of course they drive the fuck off and i'm standing outside this wendy's having just like made this grand exit with this cone in my hands and my friends are like laughing giving me the finger driving off so i you know left the cone in the uh, at, at the store and just kind of like moseyed on out of there <clears throat> my my traffic cone story is I was out drinking in East Lansing with uh, some friends when I was a teen and should not have been because I was kind of a delinquent Right. and uh, I was actually dating my wife at the time if you guys don't know my wife and I are high school sweethearts and right. uh, I was going back to her place to spend the night but we were drinking and we passed one of those big construction barrels that have like the blinking lights on the top. Yeah. And for some reason, her brother and I and our friend, uh, 
I guess I probably shouldn't use names, but the three of us decided that we felt like one of these cones would be a really interesting uh, thing to leave in her oldest brother's room. So we picked <laughs> one up and carried it like a mile and a half mm -hmm. back to her house, put it in her oldest brother's room, and then just left <laughs> it, right? And so then like I went and I slept in another room, and he came home from, he was at the bar that night, and he came home drunk, and I just remember waking up and hearing him yell, why is there a construction <laughs> cone in my room? Because like it's nice. in there, and it's bl the, like, the light is still blinking in the, <laughs> in the whole nine. Oh, and li and everybody just not a single person snitched right so everybody was just like i don't know maybe you put it there and of course he was drunk so he's not in any shape or form to like try to argue with this <laughs> um he was just like i don't know man it was there that's awesome yeah good times i guess i'm the only one without a traffic cone story <laughs> <laughs> i had yeah. nothing i'm mostly just like oh i should not hit that with my car it's been my experience with trash cones. I've, That's, I've good. Hit, That's good advice. I've hit a bunch of them with my car. I've I've done a, a lot of things that I wasn't proud of as a as a youth. Come for the legends talk. Stay for the uh, the, the sound life advice. <laughs> Don't eat Tide Pods. Don't hit traffic cones. Don't hit traffic cones. Yeah. This is this is all you need. Just show this to a troubled youth, and they'll they'll make it through. Absolutely. Yeah, I want to give Immortal King a shout out real quick for. Uh, Quitting drinking. And I think we've talked about that before, but keep it up, man. It's awesome. Yeah. As uh, my delinquent co-hosts get fucking <laughs> <on the> camera. <laughs> Look, man, it's been a long week, and I was just telling you about my depression, so... No, well, I mean, I mean, why not ratchet it up a notch with some alcohol? <laughs> I don't have an excuse. I'm just Irish. There you go. <laughs> no, I'm just giving you a shit. And to be fair, like anybody who meets me just probably assumes I drink. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I'm glad we're here. I'm glad that, you know, I'm, I want to apologize to everybody for starting a little bit late. I, I'm glad we're uh, we're doing the show tonight. I, I needed this. So yeah. we have uh, we have a brand new expansion out. Um, and, you know, last week we talked with Jelly about some of the cards and what we thought they were going to be doing to the ladder. Now that it's been a little bit longer... What have you guys seen? I know we just talked about not actually fucking playing, but like, what have you guys seen with the new cards? So this gives me an excuse to talk about, um, I actually, I first played this deck last week and I sent Justin a message on Discord, which he just saw because I don't think he ever uses Discord. So you, you have to play this. this, this will make for an amazing video. And that's when I thought this was just kind of like a fun deck. Yeah. And I've been playing it more and more. I think it's not only a really fun deck, this might be the best deck in the game right now. I'm going to look right. at a chat for you guys. Um, and it uses two of the new cards. It uses the Giant, which we talked about, and then Namira's Shrine. Okay. Uh, and this is by Warrior7. It's similar to a build that Karakond was running before Namira's Shrine was released. Okay. Uh, it's basically the equivalent. I, I call it Miracle Warrior. If you ever played Hearthstone with Miracle Rogue, where you'll do those crazy turns with gadgets in. Yeah. And just insane it, you can draw like 20 cards a turn you can cycle through this so unbelievably quickly and then namira's shrine keeps the cycle going as well and then you just play journey and then you can you can otk or you can just play a billion journey creatures it's i nice. it's it's been one of the most fun decks i've ever played on ladder and i haven't faced a deck that i'm like i i don't have a chance against this i feel like this has good matchups okay. against like so many different things and it's really cool to see that because it does use both of the giant and the shrine like really really well the giant yeah. makes it's so much better against tokens and aggro, and then the shrine makes it so much better against control. So, I mean, I, I, I see Jim Craig Vampire, so I'm in. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll give this a shot and record with it tomorrow night. Yeah, this this is the one that I think has has jumped out. Um, 
every card I think except uh, the Singleton cards and Ulfric's Uprising is seeing play on like really high level stuff, which is like, which is amazing as far as the set right. goes. You release twelve cards, like seventy five percent of the cards they released are seeing high level play, and then yeah. three more of them are seeing like play in Singleton decks, which people are kind of mostly just playing for fun. But mm-hmm. still, there's like out of a out of a set, maybe one card isn't really seeing a lot of play, which is insanely impressive. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think it's a great set. And it's it kind of like, you know, so for a long time, my favorite set has been the Madhouse Collection. Um, but I, I like the fact that this set is also full of cards that have all inspired people to do different new things. And that's yeah, what it, made Madhouse so great. There was no filler, you know? Yeah. It's, it's no, there was, cool. there was like Forsaken Champion in Madhouse. <laughs> no, man, but like, I have to say, like, I mean... Granted, it appeals to the people who are building ridiculous stuff like I'm building, but like I have tried Argonian Tribal. <laughs> just yeah. being able to say that. Hey, that just got buffed. It just got the slime marsh blade. Maybe, it did. That is. We need to try that again. I brought that up last week, man. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a new altar assassin that I want to try out. Yeah. That is running the slime marsh blade. Um, I've built. I've built the list, but I haven't given it a go yet. And I have to say, Ulfric's Uprising, like, I tried... So, I mean, when I'm building new dumb things, like, I have to... I take them against expert AI to see if I can make that happen. And after last week, we talked about the interaction... that How much damage we could do with Wisp Mother, uh, Afflicted Alit, and Ulfric's Uprising. (laughs) (laughs) And I, dude, I tried and tried and tried, and I could not beat the AI with that. (laughs) But I spent more time than I should have trying to pull that off. But it's, again, it's a card that made me want to try something different. Yeah, I haven't found. I I want to make over because it seems it seems like it could be really good. Like it's a six mana, essentially a dark a mass dark rebirth, right? Right, right, right. That's usually what you use dark rebirth for. So I feel like there's room for it. It's just so hard to figure out exactly what. Yeah. The problem is, is that dark rebirth will also trigger last gasps, and it right, only right, requires yeah. like one target, right? Yeah. Right. This. Yeah. I was gonna say like <laughs> this. You have to have at least two things with a summon ability. And right. hopefully they're like high powered because, at, for the same cost, you could run like Dragon Priest Mask, which is more than likely going to be just as effective or better. So, and it, it's that, it, like it compares so incredibly unfavorably to Necrom Mastermind, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which is better in like every conceivable way. Yeah, it pays the neutral tax. Like I don't even think because like you could say okay maybe you just run like a bunch of cheap stuff and the idea is like you drop the cheap things with summons like harpies and murkwater witches and then you also play this for like instant value but like i don't even think that in this instance that card is better than wisp mother you know what i mean right i don't know i just maybe it's a it's one of those things that i keep earmarked for the future and as uh as the next set rolls around i'll keep an eye on what's you know revealed and it's one of those cards that you have to look at every time new cards are released, just like, well, like a lot of cards. But I mean, I, I think in particular about uh, Swindler's Market being a card that I look at every time we get new cards. I miss, yeah. I miss Market, man. Ever since the Northwind Outpost nerf, I can't find a good version of it. Yeah. yeah speaking of Market, um, I've seen Corey Milhouse a couple of times on Twitter playing a Namira's Shrine swindler's market assassin deck with like smuggler's hall and a bunch of other stuff that he seems to be enjoying i like 
I, I don't know what his win rate is with it, but he keeps saying that it's a ton of fun and it draws a million cards. And I, looking at his list, I would 100% believe it. So that sounds like it could be something right up Justin's alley because all he does is like to draw cards. Yeah, it's my favorite thing to do in the game, actually. Who needs to play him? Just draw him. Just draw yeah. everyone. Look, man, I, I tried to make... Uh, what the fuck is that? Daring Heist? Dar <laughs> That's right. Dude, I put Daring Heist in Swindler's Market decks after... Uh, there you go. Yeah, Warriors, uh, Warrior 7 in chat is correct. The Corey Millhouse deck is the Leafwater Fence OTK deck, but it's also got, like, yeah. the other shell in it, so. No, I'm excited to give the second actually, we were just talking about that. I, we were, I just brought that up. <laughs> he, he left the chat at the wrong time. He's the one who made that list. Yeah, Warriors. I'm excited. Warriors, I'll be, uh, if you don't mind, I'm going to be recording with that deck this weekend. Because it looks like a lot of fun, and it looks like something different. I think Wait. he's currently sitting at number one with it. I know nice. he's either two or one with it earlier. I mean, if it's that good, I'm going to have to stop playing it because. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, anytime anything gets good, I stop playing it then, too. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> yeah, but it, it's good, but it's one of those, like, kind of hard to pilot decks, so you'll be fine. Absolutely, absolutely. It's. <laughs> <laughs> But, like sometimes people send me lists to play and I try them and I realize as I'm trying as I'm losing like my fourth game that I'm literally not smart enough to play this deck. So if, if that's the case, then like okay, like that's cool too. <laughs> Chad is shouting out your closet door, which I have to admit is sort of a jar. <laughs> no, it's a door, it's, Justin. It's not a jar. It's so easy to fix that, but it's become like a part of the stream now. Like I can fix it in about two minutes. It reminds me of, like, do you guys like Bill Hicks, the comedian? Uh, depending on how old you are, Ian, actually, Bill Hicks might have been dead your entire life. <laughs> uh, maybe. I don't know him. <laughs> um, he, Bill Hicks talks about this the first time he dropped acid, and he got into this car that uh, had, like, a, a voice-automated alarm system, or a voice, like, it, it talked to you, basically. And so he was sitting there high on acid, and the... Uh, they turned off the car. They're idling on the side of the road because they're too fried to drive. And one of the dudes opened the door, and the door's like, "A door is a jar. A door is a jar." And he's like, "I must have sat there and tried to figure that one out for half an hour." <laughs> <laughs> it's a very confusing riddle. Yeah, absolutely. Bill Hicks is great, though. My favorite part about Bill Hicks is it, like is the incredible irony of him joking all the time about smoking and how smoking was not bad for you only for him to die of lung cancer <laughs> right which i think he would appreciate actually <laughs> aside from the fact that he's dead <laughs> yeah if you're a comedian that's sort of the way you want to go out right just go out ironically yeah. exactly there's a part of me my wife was talking about george carlin the other day and i had this yeah. moment where i realized that there's a, there's a part of me that's really sad that we don't have him during a time like this in terms of like political atmosphere yeah. because I feel like this is the perfect time for someone like him but then there's also a part of me that's like kind of happy that he never had to see this cuz I think he might have just died from an aneurysm right well, you know, it was great listening to his old stuff, like, um, back when George W. Bush was president, because all he was talking about was, he, well, I mean, he spent a lot of time talking about, the like, fighting in Iraq. You could talk, like, he would talk about President Bush, you know, like, it was great. Like, it was all still totally appropriate. Yeah, I think he would probably just think it's hilarious. <laughs> we can I think, I think he would just assume, that, like, he would just think the fact that Trump is president is absolutely hilarious. Yeah. Like, 
that's that's past the point of really being like i told you so about it and it's just like let's let's all enjoy this train wreck together yeah, yeah. right <clears throat> my i'm yeah <laughs> so this i'm looking at the new cards for the expansion <laughs> There we go. Yeah, we're back on top. Of That's it. right. I actually had Bleak Coast Troll played against me uh, today, and um, I appreciated it. I like. It was cool to see the most boring, but like obviously powerful of the cards played on the ladder. And it was. Uh, I have to say, like it, it served him better than any other card would have served him in that situation. And uh, I like that Bleak Coast Troll is like. The, the hook for the people who aren't looking for a new Madhouse collection, like, you still get stuff like Bleak Coast Troll, right? Yep. Obviously powerful cards. I think Cradle Crush Giant is kind of up there with that, but, like, I appreciate Bleak Coast Troll. And I, I love the fact that it was the first card revealed, too. <laughs> I really like Bleak Coast Troll because it gives me even more excuses to play Fell the Mighty, which yeah. is a card that I think is, like, quietly <laughs> it is powerful and it sneaks up on people, and I've I've yeah. been throwing it into basically anything that was like red-ish control that I yeah. have, uh, like I said, I, I was running two in that Merrick deck that I was playing, um, performing very well right now. There's a lot of things with four or, or more power. Now that we've had a week to think about it and see it in action, how has Voice of Balance been affecting the games that you guys have played? Uh, it's completely crazy. It's a really, yeah. really good card. Um, it is really strong. I have two variations the sorcerer and the battle mage which have both been performing really really well yeah um, there was there was one night where i played the battle mage and i literally did not lose for about a three hour stream wow. it's it's just in, it's incredibly powerful um mm -hmm. it's a really good build around and this is what well, i've said this on stream before it's i love the fact that this is a new card that takes old cards and makes them like makes you look at them Yes. A second time, like Corsair ship. Corsair is, ship's exactly it. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was like it was never even that bad of a card. It's just like it wasn't good enough. And now, right. now you play it because you play Voice of Balance, but you realize, hey, Corsair ship's actually pretty amazing. Like Corsair ship and Bone Colossus. That's an amazing combination because now if I kill the Bone Colossus, I right. still got all the two attacks that get through anyway. So two attacks, two attacks. What kind of Bone Colossus are you playing? <laughs> right. It's got. The, it's got the. Oh yeah. Well, it's like, <laughs> plus bug now. They all got the, all the skeletons have little daggers and. Yeah, Listen, little... there's nobody who is more excited about this new set than me as i had already crafted three premium corsair ships because it was played <laughs> yeah. in time to fight battle mage during that original yeah. incarnation so yeah. i was ready to go for this yeah it's, I was, it's a lot of fun i was playing against uh, i was playing support mage and i've just decided to start running you know just being contrarian like instead of running journey to sovereign guard in in, in support mage i run <laughs> three to cast it into times and three uh memory rights <laughs> because it takes up the slots that I would otherwise be playing with those and I was playing on against Sorcerer and it was Mr. Cheesy Poof actually the streamer and uh, uh, content creator and he was running Voice of Balance in there and I have never been so satisfied to play <laughs> to play three memory rights than I was in that game does it, does it actually shut him off? I've never actually encountered that it does okay. and in a, here's, the, here's the kicker in that matchup he Galen's voice of balance because he's all in on this, and I hit that voice of balance the very next turn with cast into time. <laughs> yep. yep. Yeah. The memory wraith because it gets rid of stuff in your discard pile. If yeah. any any of the things that would trigger 
right. voice of valence. Specifically, I think the actions, right? Doesn't voice of valence require action, support, yeah. action, uh, support, item? and item? Either right. player yeah. and graveyard. I thought it was you just had to play it. It didn't. Oh no, it does say discard pile. It does. It has it to say discard pile because the actions obviously don't stay on the board, right? So yeah, right. if you memory wraith and you get rid of their discard pile, then they have no actions, and so the voice can't trigger. Right. Very very satisfying. <laughs> also can't it's also can't trigger if you banish it it's a lot it's really hard for it to trigger when it's you know cast into time exactly and we gotta wait for the skyrim sequel i have to say like <laughs> that's right when we had pete on the show actually we <laughs> beforehand we try and i like all right so low-key how are we gonna how are we gonna make fun of the fact that there's no elder scrolls 6 and get him to talk about it and uh that's an ongoing goal of mine there were people. There were people in the chat yesterday that were asking him about Skyrim too. Absolutely, <laughs> it's kind of just something that happens. Um, but I have to say, like, I I have not missed. I like the fact there's no prophecy on Cast Into Time has never bothered me. Like since I've been playing with it, and I have been super impressed with that card too. Yeah, it, I, it's a lot better than I thought it was going to be. I think it's it's better against mid range than what. It's the same thing with Hollow Death Priest. Is I thought, okay, it's an anti control card, but yeah. I don't think it's good enough. But it is good against mid range. Like just hitting when I was playing mid range sorcerer, if they hit like I was yeah. playing Worm King's Agent instead of Bone Colossus, if they just hit that, it's like okay, cool. I have I have no more no more top end. That's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. See, that's why I like running Worm King's Agent instead of Bone Colossus, because even though I still want to play the Worm King's Agent, and I fully like believe in that card, I also yeah. feel like I'm less angry if that gets hit than like if a Bone Colossus gets hit. <laughs> Wait, because it's a worse yeah, card? Yeah, I don't follow that Fucking traitor, dude, what is that? <laughs> no, 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 not because it's worse. No, no, it's because it's, uh, it's, because it's more conditional. Right? Uh, so, like, a Bone Colossus, like, somebody hits that, then, like, Bone Colossus is the kind of card that you just slap down no matter what, right? Worm King's yeah. Agent isn't necessarily the case. It's a little bit more finesse. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Worm King's Agent isn't always on curve. Yeah. Good old Bone Daddy. Bone Colossus and is such Daddy. A, it's such an interesting card, right? Because it's been in and out of the meta since closed beta. Yeah. Right? There are times when, like, Bone Colossus is everywhere and there's time where times where it's nowhere at all i like it yeah it's i it, it sort of came back once uh Atramancer got nerfed but then everybody just kept playing tokens yeah so nobody could play mid-range uh purple but right and now and now they did the the second round of nerf so it came back right in time for it to be bugged right but i think it should be it should be played in a lot of different stuff i hope mid-range scout is good i haven't got a chance to really test it i was waiting for yeah. bone to get i've run into a lot I, more than i ever expected i would i was waiting for bone classes to get fixed as well but i think that yeah. uh mid-range scout with bleak coast troll and some of the other uh yeah. stuff like it, it was already like on the cusp of being good because it kind of gets the best parts of sorcerer and assassin and i think that it's got enough juice yeah i'm looking forward to trying that it's I've been I've been itching to retry Rage Archer again too. I haven't played Rage Archer since the uh, the nerf, but uh, again, that's the one of the decks I want to slap the new giant into. Yeah, that that was actually my thinking behind wanting to play that deck too. Because yeah. people people will still like lane stack and do things like that a couple of turns before your your rage would hit, right? Trying to go exactly. for that kind of crushing. Uh, game-winning push, and then if you can hit him with the giant and kind of scatter him a bit, then... Right. Yeah, hey, I, think it, 
I think it's pretty good. Ian, you you must be popular this week because uh, we just got re- we we were retweeted tonight by the uh, Elder Scrolls Legends Twitter, which doesn't always happen. Nice, nice. Yeah. Oh, you've also hold on. That reminds me of something else I wanted to bring up. You're not on Twitter. What the hell? Yeah, no. Uh, you can find me. I think I I don't really do like Twitter or Facebook or social media. I made a Discord because people complained at me, um, yeah. and nobody reads the Twitch page where you like post updates. So. I just use that if like I'm not going to stream for whatever reason. Are you reason. at Ian Bits? Do you have a locked Twitter account? I might have a locked Twitter account. Is it a face? Is it like a colon backslash face? Yes. That's yeah. Yeah, that's me. Okay, I'll follow you. <laughs> yeah, I, I just followed you too, which actually means that you increased the number of followers you have by twenty. Yeah, <laughs> I did it. Yeah, I think yeah, you have no, to like I approve don't... us to see you though, but that's funny. I I don't I don't actually tweet. The only the only time I've used that in the past like five years was yeah. to annoy people at Twitch and try to get them to get back to me about partner applications. Nice. Yeah. Twitter <laughs> so, is wonderful. legitimately the only social media I use. Like, I have a Facebook account, but I sign into it once a month. Um, Dude, my, my cat has a Facebook account. <laughs> I don't I don't have a Facebook account either. I didn't have I'm a Facebook a, account I until, I started, uh, until I started streaming. Yeah. Um, then I made one because there were some requests that I had, but like I said, I sign in like once a month just to check notifications, but Twitter, yeah. Twitter is easy and it's on the phone and uh, it forces me to be concise and yeah. yeah, I just, I prefer it. Dude, I, I, I like, uh, I, one of the most positive people on Facebook that I follow is your wife. Like, she posts really positive stuff. I wouldn't know. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Interesting. Do you know how angry she was when she found out that I... Because I had a, an account. Here's yeah. the thing. I had my Facebook account like years yeah. and years and years ago. I never yeah. signed into it. And yeah. then friends of mine would like yeah. invite me to parties and stuff through like the invitation thing on Facebook. And then I wouldn't end up going. And then like the day after the party, like coworkers would be like, hey man, you didn't go to Mark's thing last night. How come? I didn't know yeah. about it. Well, dude, we sent you the invite on Facebook. Well, yeah, but, like, you knew a month prior and you didn't say anything to me at all during any of our face-to-face interactions? Well, no, man, we did it through Facebook. So I deleted my Facebook account so that they couldn't send me fucking invites through there. Yeah. And then, so, I create Facebook for streaming, and when my wife found out that I had an account but we weren't friends, like, it caused a really big argument. Like a really, I was like, but I'm not friends with anybody, honey. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. You need to be friends with me. Fine. Like Jesus, man. Yeah. I feel like I feel like not being friends with friends with your wife is uh, kind of unacceptable in 2018. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this would have been this would have been like 2016-ish, but yeah. Still, the point is, I don't use it a lot. So if you're on Facebook, um, you can get a hold of me that way. But I just know that I only check like once a month. Twitter and Discord are far better options yeah i you know i i i used a lot of discord during the legends closed beta like it was and that's also when i got into reddit and like it was real active community and stuff and then um you know this uh almost a year ago now i lost my job at the uh homeless shelter i was working at and i i got a new job at where i'm still employed and love and uh discord is blocked at work <laughs> it's like the only thing. Like I, I'm on Twitter, I'm on all sorts of stuff. But a lot of networks will block it because 
uh, Discord not only lets you do these video calls, but you can do screen sharing, and then you can even do like some remote control features, and those will trigger um, certain firewall protocols. And so, unless they make a specific exception, it'll block it. Like I think my last three jobs have all blocked Discord as well. Um, just put it on your phone. No, it is on my phone. That's that's how I do those uh, those things. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I caught myself this time. <laughs> Those uh, were you were you gonna say like campsite broadcasts? What do you mean caught yourself? Well, no, because I'm always saying shit I'm not supposed to say on this. Podcast. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Things that may or may not require an NDA. Gotcha. Right. It's never really clear to me what I'm allowed to talk about <laughs> because it's a pretty it's a pretty uh, high level campsite if they have an NDA. Usually, oh. I don't, usually campsites can't afford lawyers. That's pretty crazy. Listen, you I can't... I mean, if they had one, I wouldn't be able to talk about it, so. You can't just go to, like, any old, like... Like, Justin is too good for Chatterbait, all right? Justin <laughs> is a high class... Like, Justin isn't on Snapchat, okay? You've got to you've gotta know the secret handshake to right. get one-on-one -on -one Justin time. That's right. Or, or you could sign up for my Patreon, and then I'll do whatever you ask me to do. <laughs> You you are such a good uh, Twitch streamer and you don't even know it. You lure them into your Patreon so that they can get the uh, the the one up, which is actually that that is one of the few things that has officially changed with the new Twitch terms of service. They did talk about the idea of because um, some streamers will provide they'll not not do it on stream obviously but they'll provide additional services if you subscribe to patreon or do things they'll they'll uh, make uh, access to snapchat or ludes as they're called nice. um and they they have said that you cannot advertise that on your twitch channel anymore so do people do that? Yeah, yeah yes, people know. do. You're so sweet and naive, Justin. I, I don't watch Twitch. <laughs> never, never go to the IRL section. Never go to the IRL section. No, he needs to at least once. Like, you've got to... It's just like Tide Pods. You have to eat at least one to understand, right? <laughs> my, my Tide Pod days are... I think, I think Tide Pods, uh, at least one is the same as at most one. Yeah. Because you're going to yeah. have the same result. Is that the case? Oh, hold on. I, the, oh, wait. I got the auto host thing to work out. I am hosting Charmer right now. That's pretty nice. What? You did it. Yeah. Dude, I have um so we'll, we we should jump off this subject immediately after I'm done telling the story before we uh, nice. talk too much about it. But I have um I have so I've auto host set up and it's set up to auto host channels that are like my channel if <laughs> if nobody on my auto host list is on. Uh -huh. Every single time it's cassette <laughs> Oh my god, dude! I was I got it to Bethesda stream the other day, saw because they were linking it, and I was accidentally hosting Cassette instead of the Bethesda stream, and Solidage gave me crap. Yeah, I set up a specific list. Like I do the the ordering and the whole nine, right? Like I do too, but nobody. Um, there's there's a long period where nobody on my auto is is usually streaming. Charmer just auto hosts Lady Devon all the time. <laughs> She's at the bottom too. She just is like Ian's talking about. She hits that perfect time slot. Yeah. She's currently live with Monster Hunter World. In fact, I've never seen her play Legends. <laughs> she did for a bit, for yeah. for quite some time. It's cool though. Like you know, it's funny. Like Ian, you're talking about uh, starting to play right before. Um, here's a Skyrim dropped and the uh, Twitch drops thing happened 
or has started. Uh, it's cool to see like new streamers, uh, you know, pop up and become big and stuff. Like, like I, I really appreciate the fact that there's like multiple generations of, of streamers and the, the game continues to uh, attract new content creators. Like, I think that's really cool. Yeah, it's. It, I I think it's just kind of a statement on even even when the, obviously it was completely unsustainable, but it was amazing that. I felt like so it, it was so much easier to get into the game when they did drops and I, I ended up spending money because of it because like okay yeah. so I don't mind I, I, I'm, I'm into this game now I don't mind spending money because they had those huge drops and I would get like a legendary a day which is obviously again completely unsustainable but right. it, it was really cool <laughs> I, I don't know if I've like compared to other free to play games it's completely insane uh, we yeah. I've, like, I've been playing for six months and I spent like 50 bucks and i have pretty much a full collection and if, if you did the same thing in hearthstone you wouldn't even have one full expansion yeah right so here's an interesting thought we've we've got to be coming pretty close to a pack-based expansion in the near future and part of it i think was when uh stop laughing justin part of it was because it was the first time twitch drops had ever launched right but yeah. part of it was also to coincide with the release of Heroes of Skyrim, right? The big drops that everyone talks about. What yeah. do we think is the most likely outcome in terms of uh, Twitch drops when we get another big expansion? Do you think we'll see an uptick again? Do you think they'll do some other kind of special? Um, well, I, I really like where Twitch drops are at now, right? Like, um, you know, they were unsustainable and, and crazy insane. And then for a while, I was getting like 50 gold, like once a week or whatever. Because I mean, like, look, I get my Twitch drops when I host the podcast or the Mondays that I remember to stream. But like, I like the I like the new Twitch drops where you get like event tickets. Like I've, I've gotten several of the three event ticket drops. And I think those are really cool and like the perfectly appropriate amount of reward. But obviously, like Twitch drops are going to change, you know, like... Um, AJ and Matt have both said on Reddit and when I interviewed them that like they're working on ways to incentivize watching live streamers and I, I would have to imagine that that comes with the new the new set. Well, I think the part of that is a like Twitch API end though. So if it if it's not ready by then, I'm just you know yeah, I, I don't know it, when you're yeah. trying to attract new players and you know they might come in and feel behind right like that was one of the beauties yeah. of the initial like big drops was they knew that they were going to do a lot of marketing because it was here's a skyrim they they were expecting new players to come in so the big drops were supposed to catch them up right so i was yeah. just thinking you know if they do something similar you know what are I we mean, do they really need like considering how absurd the value in the starter decks was i don't know if they need to right because like in terms of catching people up for value that was such an easy yeah just buy this instantly it had yeah. like a bunch of must play epics and a legendary for like 500 gold which you can yeah. get in like you know three days yeah i i mean i bought a, i bought a couple of them because it's such great value here's know? another interesting thought right uh when clockwork city launched one of the drops that you could get was the first act yeah what like if, a week right so like what if when they let's say they do a pack based one and we get like five more starter decks or whatever yeah uh what if they give you like a voucher for picking up a starter deck if you don't already own yeah. one or something that'd be pretty cool i think they that would also be do something like i'm sorry good. i was gonna say that i mean i think that would be really cool right yeah at some point unless i mean you know i'm within a you know a year or a year and a half like we're gonna start getting to the point where 
there is a higher barrier to the cost of playing where you know because there's so much content out there so you know barring a you know set rotation kind of thing that gets set up eventually i, I think they should start giving away the entire core set for free frankly mm. that's a lot of stuff for free <laughs> uh, i think uh, that's just my thought hmm yeah that's uh, that is that is a whole lot of stuff um one thing they might instead if they, if they don't go with that route is just raise the level cap because i remember yeah. leveling up was actually like a really good way to make just yeah. get cards when you're when you're first starting so just like increasing the level cap and saying like okay every level you get a, so it's like an extra 50 packs for new players just you, playing. you know it would be actually pretty nifty for new players as well thinking about just specifically targeting that audience yeah. Um, they could they could do something like augment the three win rewards if you're below level fifty, right? So yeah. for the people who haven't hit the level cap yet, maybe their three win rewards instead of being like the fifteen gold and a and a card. Um, I know there's fifteen to fifty, and I know that sometimes it's not a card; it's a pack or a legend or whatever, right? But like yeah. maybe they throw like two or three cards at you per three win reward, right? Like one core, one Skyrim, and then one from whatever the new set is if you're mm -hmm. below level 50, right? And then when you hit 50, it just goes back to what everyone else knows. But that would be, in, a, in my opinion, a, a pretty easy thing to implement um, yeah. and and give that carrot on a stick to the new players. Yep. They, they did also do double drop weekends before, which was basically them going back to the, the original drops, which was hmm. 600 gold, 1500 gems, or a legendary pack is basically the only ones. Right. So that's something they could do like with the release of a new expansion, bring that back for like a week, just yeah. to get people watching streams again, get them back into the game, get them buying stuff. So. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, I, I just, I have to share this. I just had a funny thought, like, um, so I'm getting married in May and I'm gonna take a honeymoon. And I was thinking, here's my thought. I was like, I need to try hard on the ladder one season again. Get, you know, top 50, top 20 legend or something like that, like I used to do. And uh, I was like, when am I going to have free time to do this? And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to take some vacation in May. And then I was like, oh, yeah, if I say this out loud without mentioning that I'm not going to do it, Sandra will kill me. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't, that doesn't sound like a good idea, Justin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was I'm like, with what, you, a great, though. what a great way to end my, my honeymoon with the bulls. I'm with you. I haven't, I haven't like hard try harded on the ladder in almost a full year, and I was having the yeah. same thought recently. I was like, I need to pick a month, yeah, sometime here in the near future, where I, like I was trying to look at the calendar and say like, okay, like what what month is gonna have like some days off from work? Because ultimately that's what it needs, right? Like it's just you got to yeah. play enough volume, and I I just don't play right. enough volume. Yeah, right. I'm. That's sort of what I'm doing this month because I have to do extended stream times because I need to even out my numbers for the application so yeah. i i can't do six hours of memes a night i can do like three hours of memes and sometimes like two hours of memes and then get bored and not stream anymore but if I, if i'm actually tryharding then i can convince myself to go for longer just keep pressing the play button so that's right. that's my goal and it's it's been more fun than i thought it was gonna be i'm enjoying you know, it, mostly because I haven't been losing that much. I assume when I start losing and I drop like 40 spots in a night, I'm going to hate everything and never want to play the game again, but... <laughs> yeah, I hear you. You're just laughing because Justin can't remember the last time he dropped 40 spots for anything. No, I haven't hit Legend in like four, four or five seasons. <laughs> yeah, I at least hit Legend. I will say that. Like, I always make sure that I hit Legend, but then... 
usually I that's when I start breaking out the memes, and then like right. f- four days before the season's over, I'm like, maybe I should try hard, and then I never do. So that's always Absolutely. my problem. Actually, you know, I was thinking about this charmer, and I'm not gonna do this because like I, I I don't care that much, but I was thinking that I could get over the okay, so like I have the the follower numbers and like the you know viewership and stuff when I actually stream that I could I could get affiliate if I just streamed six times in a month or whatever <laughs> which I've never pl- I've managed to pull off for you know whatever for a lot of reasons but we could cheat and for a month we, we could host the podcast on my channel <laughs> I mean it's honestly not a bad idea because yeah. I feel like I feel like it's I mean again you get you get like good numbers because people know who you are from like youtube and stuff so they would they would come over it's like it's it's right. weird for people to see like channels that they perceive as big that don't have sub button and i would think yeah, they would yeah, yeah. perceive you as like a, a bigger channel because they know your name right i mean like i get you know 100 200 viewer uh viewers when i stream i uh, i have like a thousand followers or something like that <laughs> but i've streamed seven times <laughs> we could do it we could do it charmer you can enable my bullshit. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you could. Just to clarify, because this is something that somebody brought up actually on, on my stream the other day yeah. about uh, drinking on stream, which is something that they mentioned. They mentioned it alongside like drug use and stuff like that. And the way they <laughs> the way they put it is it as drinking in excess. Yes. You know, what they want to prevent is they want to prevent idiots from drinking a whole lot and getting sick because they're trying to get people to come watch them do stupid yeah. things. Yeah, they don't they're want you to They're not trying to prevent people from, like, kind of relaxing and just, like, having a beer while they're, you know, peeing the shit. Wait, is eating... Are eating Tide Pods against the new Terms of Service? Uh, not I'm explicitly. Assu- I'm, assuming I'm assuming yes, but if you try it, you probably uh, won't have an issue with that, I, I would guess. I would guess there will be other issues. I mean, here's here's the real truth, Justin. Yeah. Nothing is against the terms of service unless they report you, because they're they're not like they're not uh, scoping around trying to catch like every person. Like it's entirely 100% based on like <laughs> the people who report, right? So you know if you're if you're live and like your 10 viewers or whatever don't care if you're eating Tide Pods, then you're fine. <laughs> Oof. What they don't want they don't want you to do is be like one Tide Pod per sub. Right. <laughs> I got the Tide Pod challenge going, boys. I'm like, let's do this. Let's uh I, I do like to see uh, lately like how much the rebroadcasts are beating us every time we do the show. Oh, it's wonderful. It's been terrible today cuz CVH didn't stream. It was like 4 out of 6 earlier. So yeah, let's check in real quick. Uh, just a lazy gamers clocking in five times, well, five or six or seven times actually more viewers than we are. And, uh, yeah, that's good times. I think that we should have him on as a guest. <laughs> I actually thought about that. Yeah, I did too. <laughs> I think I messaged you about it once, actually. Yeah. yeah. I'm legitimately worried that because he knows I'm trying to get partner and he doesn't like me because I really don't like him. I'm legitimately oh, yeah. worried he might host me just to screw up my numbers <laughs> that's funny i have to admit I, every interaction i've ever had with the guy has been positive i mean like he's always been cool with me but like you know i'm not a fan of the rebroadcast either yeah you what you guys should do is just you re- record like his part earlier and then like have him on as a rebroadcast oh my, oh my god turn your soundboard oh that would be funny <laughs> 
we'll figure this out off the air. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. That's so dangerous. Is it? Can we get trouble for that? I uh, I mean, I don't know. I'll have to. We'll figure it. Out. Yeah, we, I'll have we can to, do it on I'll my channel because we'll do I don't care if I get banned from Twitch. Yeah, no, no, no. I... <laughs> yeah. Okay. So. I was thinking about like you know we're we're probably my guess is we're gonna get a new gauntlet in the next couple weeks right because it's been a while, right? Or was there no, one last? There weekend? was like one last weekend, and I was oh, really looking forward to the, playing it in it. And yeah, it was the regular one. It was oh, okay. The... So there should be one next week, right? It's probably right. Chaos Arena usually. Yeah, it's been a while since we did Chaos Arena. I'm looking forward to that. Actually, there we go. Let's combine the two. Let's do Chaos Arena Gauntlet. Chaos yeah. Uh, that actually be a super interesting idea. Yeah, I'm excited about that. Chaos Arena is one of my favorite things to do in this game. I would love to do it. I mean, I know it's like a joke for the Chaos Arena thing, but I think the idea of re-rolling an arena with a Lava Jack is actually something that should just be an arena. Like, you don't have to do the cross-class thing, but having yeah. five re-rolls per draft would make drafts like so much more consistent. I think that yeah. was That's an really interesting cool. idea. I, I honestly wish that they gave you set rarity like pop-ups for Arena. Personally, right? Like what? Everybody gets one legendary. Yeah, and and but but also like at set picks too. Like I think there would be legit strategy, right? If like every time your you know your fifteenth card was a legend, your tenth card was an epic, and so that when you go in, you know, because like like with a magic, there's two different kinds of sealed formats, right? There's draft, and then there's just straight sealed, and yeah. straight sealed limited formats, yeah. yeah limited formats right so like with straight sealed right. uh unless somebody pulls like a foil rare because in that, then that throws off the rarity numbers uh other than that everybody has the same pool to choose yeah. from right and then yeah. with draft in theory uh if everybody takes one of the highest rarity cards available to them before they ship their pack again that does not always happen but in right. theory everybody has access right. to the same number but with our huh. with our draft format, that is not the case. There's been yeah. times where I've done an arena draft and I legitimately had like two epics, a handful of rares, no legends, and I will play against a guy that will play like four legends, right? That's yeah. not fun for basically anybody. So I do yeah. think that if they just said like, all right, like on your 10th pick, this is a, you know, an epic on your 15th, it's a legend on your 20th, it's an epic again. And then yeah. sprinkling in, you know, rares and whatever. I think that yeah. that would be, like, really cool huh. way to so, do it. I definitely so I'm I'm a much bigger fan of arena and um, chaos arena and solo arena even than I am a, about trying hard in the ladder anymore. Um, I would love to see some changes though to encourage more people to play those formats. Yep. So um, in that vein, so yeah, if you've ever played Direwolf Digital's other game Eternal. Eternal has like a draft yeah. format leaderboard, right? I would right. like to see something like that for Legends, but I think that you have yeah. to do part one before you do part two because, again, there's got to be some level of consistency. Because Eternal Eternal drafts like Magic, right? It doesn't mean you're always going to take the highest rarity, but everybody has access to, yeah, typically the same number of rarity and whatever is because it's like that draft format so if you yeah. do something to make the arena runs slightly more consistent and then yeah. introduce leaderboards i think you'd get yeah. a lot more people just doing dedicated arena because eternal has that there are some people who will like stream eternal 
and they yeah. only stream arena for example yeah they have a straight draft uh league like they have the same the same ranking system they have right. for their constructed right. ladder they have for draft which is really cool and i think that'd be cool because i think that's what that's one of the issues if you watch yeah like cvh play arena a lot is there's a big disparity in like level of opponents between like some people who are just playing arena because it's really new player friendly and arena is probably what you should do if you're a new player I you don't really understand as much and you're put up against these people who are like tryharding in arena yeah and i think that might improve the experience for everybody involved like if it if it, yeah. it if it felt like really good to go seven wins because you know you're facing people who are right. all like as good as you that would be i think that would put a lot more achievement in it i would try hard for a season on arena to get to try to place top 10 on a arena leaderboard yeah that would be really cool that would give me a reason to play arena because currently i'm like eh. you're you're right about the arena skill level though right like the huge disparity like i at one stream i uh i blew through like 2000 gold to try to, to draft a uh, monocolor arena deck oh yeah <laughs> and uh i still managed to go seven wins <laughs> yeah. anyway. I ended yeah. up with 29 purple cards and one red card <laughs> because like I could I couldn't pull it off. But when uh, back when they used to put us on the uh, test servers with accounts full of gold and shit, I would uh, I would do the same thing. I just blow through the accounts gold to draft a monocolor deck. I did it the first time we did Chaos Arena. Well, that's that's the place to do it in Chaos Arena. So so <laughs> yeah. next Chaos Arena, Justin. Yeah, you've got a stream if uh, if you can find some time, and you have to do the like only left stream or uh, draft, that? right? Uh, so like, uh, regardless regardless of what okay. three cards are showing, like you always pick the one that's the to the most of the left or the most of the right or the middle, right? Like you pick a slot, yeah. and then regardless of what shows up, no matter how good it is, you just mm. take the card in the slot okay. and then try to make yeah, it can, work. I can do that. I can do that. I mean, I, I used to go seven wins in arena when Sandra would draft my cards, and like she doesn't know how to play the game. <laughs> I have, I have another challenge. If they do the Wabajek thing, where you can yeah. reroll cards, yeah. what you need to do is try to make it so you have a class that's different than the one you picked. So you have monocolor, oh. except you Wabajek for once. You play as a monk, and like you'll draft yeah. all green cards, and then Wabajek into a purple card, and you play as a scout, even though you pick monk. I like it. I'll try that. Yeah, I definitely would do that. I wonder if it would actually still show as monk or yeah, scout. That's what I, I don't know what it would show us. <laughs> like when you queue it up against your opponent, like that's interesting. <laughs> I'm definitely down. I'm gonna do that. I got. That. I'm just curious to see how the game handles it. Yeah. No, I got that. That's a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking about this now. I'm really looking forward to this. Yeah. Because <laughs> like I love playing arena. Because like I love playing cards that you know you don't see and. Uh, and every game is different, right? Like you get all these cool experiences. I, I think it's. A lot, I, I think honestly, this is why I think that Chaos Arena is the most, one of the most skill testing formats in the game. Whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> I believe it, man. I believe it. Which, Look, because, which because one I, of us has been drinking tonight? Can no, we... hold on. Because I still consistently get seven wins in Chaos Arena. That's how I know it's not. Can we get the can fuck we... out of here? Because I know I'm a good player. <laughs> <laughs> can, can we say besides the zoo lane? Can we yeah. at least make I, that qualification yeah. besides yeah. the zoo lane? And the deck swap. No, deck swap is the ultimate skill test. Yeah. The ultimate skill <laughs> test, man. <laughs> I think I got deck swap against CVH one time. Right. Oh, and I was no. like I was like, oh my god, I'm so sorry. Because like I draft really weird decks. 
and he, you know, his deck was like full of great creatures. I just played him on curve and I won, right? And I was like, I wonder which one of us ultimately won here, right? Because like, he's like probably looking at my deck like, what the fuck is this pile of garbage? <laughs> and I felt really bad for beating him with his totally reasonable deck. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, it's it's fun. I, I find that there's actually a decent amount of skill in the, the one where you both get Wabajak. Because usually yeah. people use Wabajak really poorly. If you use it smartly, yeah. you can use that as a big advantage. I agree. I, yeah. I think the object's great. Holy crap, Moxfire Gaming is in chat. Yeah. Do you... What is, what's up, man? I haven't seen you around forever. I guess there's like a 30-second delay, so... <laughs> no, it's not even like 30 <laughs> seconds. It's like three seconds, but... Like, Mox went to play Gwent for a bit, and then yeah. like went went to the moon, and... But he's around every now and then. The nice. Really fun. Sweet. <laughs> what's the best thing in the game doppelganger uh ian uh for meme value or for like functional value both are acceptable answers <laughs> uh, for meme value obviously it's barbas after choosing fetch because oh. he fetches a barbas and then you doppelganger and you fetch another barbas so you can potentially get an infinite board of barbi which is nice. obviously the dream. Uh, functionally, yeah. it's freaking hilarious to doppelganger High King Emric because it counts as itself, and then the next Emric counts as itself. I it's like it. Completely insane. I uh, really like Bone Colossus because, yeah, you know why not join the Broken Bug Train? There it is. There you go. <laughs> when, when we were talking last week, we were talking about doppelganger. I'm gonna like empty board. Uh, ramp sorcerer, so because you, you have to have the, <laughs> the extra magicka. Uh, what is the card? <laughs> <Hang on. laughs> uh, Supreme Atromancer, Doppelganger, uh, Elfric's Uprising. Right? How much damage do we? Is that <laughs> enough? Yeah, <laughs> we're it's thinking twenty-one of... magic. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but, I, yeah, but look, in, in Sorcerer, you can slap a Staff of Sparks on a Venom Tongue, so we, Magicka okay, doesn't... Good call, good call, good call. Yeah, yeah. Right? When did, uh, when did Staff of Sparks get changed? Was that in open beta or closed beta? That was closed. Alright, goddammit. Alright. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm disappointed that the dream of doppelgangering a doppelganger is not possible. They thought ahead on that one. We could do an yeah. infinite loop of doppelganging. No, yeah. it's they possible. Just... They, no, they straight up just don't let you, I believe. Like, they don't even... Even if it's empty board, they don't let you... Oh, really? Gang, adopt a gang. Yeah, just oh. straight, up, straight up the game just doesn't allow it. Interesting. Well, that's lame. Just, like, no target thing. Yeah. Huh. Which is probably have, for the best. I think Naked Go Doppelganger might be my new favorite meme... Just in terms of like everyone always always every everyone's always like yeah. you know mud crab this and mud crab that, but I think winning with a naked doppelganger might be even more satisfying. Okay, hold on. <laughs> Let me think real quick. <laughs> so I have, you have to have an empty board, right? He's been thinking about the entrance thing the entire time we've been talking. No, no, no. Now I'm thinking about ways to kill somebody with a, with a naked doppelganger. Okay. Okay. It's got to be. I mean the the. The most obvious one is opponents at one life, you control nothing on the board, and you have a Munda Stone in play, and your doppelganger gets charged. <laughs> right? Like, yeah. that works. How else do I do this? <laughs> uh, you play your naked doppelganger, and then you play Nord Firebrand, and then you play 
uh, mentor's ring, but you only swing with the doppelganger. Yeah, I like that. That's the, that's a more consistent way to give charge. I like it. It's an eleven magic like mud crab ankle snapper. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't get past guard. Uh, it's amazing. It doesn't need to. It's a naked no. doppelganger, man. Yeah. It's it's mystique in blue form. It's worth it. Uh, I like it. It's I mean it's it's a more reliable kill than some of the decks I've tried. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. That's interesting. I gotta I gotta try that. Right. It lets you cancel, right? Even if you have stuff on the board, it lets you cancel. I think it does. So it reminds me of the. Huh. Okay, yeah. I, I'll think about this. Because last week, we, you know, we thought about ways to kill people with Talias' conscription, and that's how I ended up with a couple great videos. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll figure this out. Huh. Yeah, conscription is becoming a big thing on the liner. Yeah, it's actually. Yeah. I'll, I'll be honest. I've been thinking. It, I, I'm actually not. I'm actually kind of not into the journey Tullius's thing in general. Yeah, it's... I mean, I understand it. I don't think it's that big of an issue, but I understand why people dislike it. I mean, it yeah. it, it does kind of centralize control decks a lot, which is that fun. I think that the, a lot of the people who don't like it are probably people who didn't play when Merrick was the powerhouse of the format. Because the, the reality is, if you remember, like, old-school Merrick, back when Atromancer yeah. was 9... And, I didn't like playing against that deck either. Well, right, but I'm just saying, like, I think that, I think that if you did play against that, though, you were you're like more more acceptable, in, at least in my opinion, uh, yeah. of Tullius because at least Tullius doesn't kill you most of the time right away. Like, obviously, the charge version does, but like, yeah, but the charge Marriage Battle Mage used to just win, right? There. Like, it was a control deck that once it yeah. once it got to like turn nine or turn ten, like it would just win. And Tullius' yeah. Conscription is just a control deck that when it gets to turn 11 creates a board that you can't answer and then they win the next turn. You know what I mean? Like, to me, it just plays very similarly, but it's actually harder to pull off the Conscription one. Like, Yeah. Yeah. The, and, and to be clear, the charge version is just worse than putting in that combo in an otherwise reasonable deck. Yeah. Char charge version is kind of funny. Yeah, um, exactly. It's not particularly good. It could be good in the right, like the right meta. It's we do not live in that meta. <laughs> this, is, this is not that meta. No, uh, it's um, I I think it's it's the I mentioned this earlier when I was talking with uh, I think Griffin and a couple other people is yeah. Journey is the first card that makes me like think like okay when when are they going to start talking about rotation? Like obviously it's too yeah. late considering like I I totally agree. Because Journey Journey is a card that's like it's cool to have, but you don't want this to yeah. be a part of the game forever. You you yeah. want this to sort of like revert back to the old way of control. So I totally agree. I totally agree. It'll be interesting to see. Yeah. It'll, it and cuz it does feel like it's it, the fact that Tullius Conscription is an 11 mana card that in a vacuum isn't that good. But people yeah. are still complaining about it. That's got to be an annoying, annoying from a design space perspective, right? Like we made this eleven mana. What are you guys complaining about? Oh, eleven. Oh my yeah, god, I Justin! Should win you the game. Hold on. What? Stop the press here. Yeah. You need to play all of your doppelgangers naked and dark rebirth a bunch of them into the grave, and then uh, play journey to shuffle them back in. Yes. Yes. And then use conscription to pull out a board full of buffed up but naked doppelgangers. I like it. I like it. I like it. This could be, you know. <laughs> so you know the creatureless challenge. 
And the one that preceded that, the, the Mud Crab OTK Challenge. Yeah, do you know about this, Ian? <laughs> nah, I know the creatures this challenge, but I don't know the Mud Crab OTK. Yeah, did you ever pull this off, John? It was Moxfire, right? This was his idea. Moxfire challenged people to... to you could only kill somebody with a with a mud crab, and at the time there was only one mud crab. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you had to do it with one turn. You had to swing for thirty or more with it, right? Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was Moxfire's idea. It was great. It was one of the most satisfying things I've ever done. <laughs> was kill someone with a mud crab. It was a uh, buffed to thirty plus power. Nice. Chat is reminding us that Tullius's conscription only pulls one copy, so we'd only get uh, one giant yeah. naked doppelganger. I think that charge battle mage deck would be a legitimate thing if that was the qualifier, because you could just get a bunch of firebrands pretty easily. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, I ended up taking out the firebrand. I, I still have the uh, the one that gives you two of them, but I took out just the plain firebrands from the deck. Yeah, you only get one of them. I see. I played that deck a whole bunch, and I I wasn't a hundred percent on that because number one, every time I probably already won the game and number yeah. two i also had camel in the deck so every yeah. time i did it i didn't actually get to see everything getting summoned because it would bring up the draw card screen from the camel oh, no so i didn't actually get to see anything happen i didn't know how the mechanics worked that's so I sad just, i was just distracted by the camel that's sad did you like so you know you, you, i could only run you can only run a couple non-charge creatures in that yep. stupid version um I went with the Harpy and then just accepted that I probably end up playing the 5-5 five, five for 4 that the Vanguard gives you. Yeah. Um what were you, were you did you like the Camel more? I forget. I think I felt like I didn't draw enough without the Camel. Let me look at it though. Yeah. I think it was I think it was just Camel and Harpy and I yeah. tried not to play the 5-5 five, five, but it didn't really work. Oh there right. it is. It's up to 21%. Oh my god. Nice. It's <laughs> Uh, why won't it let me... Because I tried, I tried versions that ran Studious Greybeard. I tried running, um... I put Merrick in it. <laughs> Just because, like... I, I ran Schemer, too. Yeah, Elusive Schemer. But th my problem with Schemer is that a couple times when I was testing the deck out, like, I ended up with too many, uh... I didn't run Harpy, that's why. I should have run Harpy. That was okay. Fun. <laughs> yeah, I ran Just Draw. I, I just, I was a believer. I was like, nah, this will make it. Okay. Yeah, Skeever is a good one too. Uh, I I ran uh, Dark Harvester a couple times. And a Anna and and Bon asks, "Will there be spell power effects in the future?" Uh, I don't know, but um, there's not. I mean, like, there's not nearly as much spell damage cards in this game as there are in like Hearthstone or Magic. I mean, there are, but I, the reason that I don't think there will ever be, like. If there is, it'll be on a unique legendary or something. There there won't be a bunch of them because they don't ever want to create a scenario where at 12 Magicka you can, like, triple lightning bolt somebody for, you know, 20 plus damage or whatever, right? So... A Malagos. Right, that's what I'm saying. Like, it... Or even just giving you multiples, you know what I mean? Like, even if they had... Like, think about, uh, what's the Kobold from Hearthstone that's like a 2-2 that gives plus one spell power? Yeah. Like that plus Wisp Mother sets up a like yeah. lightning bolt fiesta. You know what I mean? I don't think yeah. that's the sort of thing they want in the game. Right. It so. would it would bring thievery back into the meta. <laughs> Dude, thievery. That's one of the most like I think actually thievery well, I, okay, I don't mind dying to thievery as much as I mind dying to ransack. 
<laughs> signed to Ransack, which actually happened on the ladder quite a bit about a year ago now, right? Would yeah. have been like last last time this yeah. Uh actually it would have been about fourteen months ago. Fourteen months ago? Yeah, yeah that makes sense. When Action Assassin was all over the place. Oh, well I was thinking uh Prophecy Assassin. I died more right. to, I died more to Ransack from Prophecy Assassin. I died more to Thievery right. from Action Assassin. Either way, it was <laughs> Ransack's such a because you never ever play you never play around it never but like man when it kills you it it's it hurts just deep down inside yeah they ransack your brain and your dignity they do i saw that a lot during the 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 gauntlet that was just the commons and the rares i think i lost two games to prophecy ransack yeah just didn't consider it eat my, my favorite eat my ransack my... <laughs> My favorite deck to play during that... I, I enjoyed that gauntlet a lot more than I enjoyed just the commons. Um, but I enjoyed it because I I found that uh, Battle Mage Control was both good and hilarious to play. Yeah. That was actually... We did... Me and Schwitty did tournaments in that format. And yeah. the one... The first one was all red aggro. And yeah. Like, dominated by red aggro. So, like, everybody ended up bringing control for the second one. And the guy who won it ended up killing it by bringing an anti-control lineup that had that control battle mage with like all of the card generating effects yeah like all that's of the exactly what I, yeah and it's actually really good against like because a lot of them a lot of yeah. the any slower decks struggle to find win conditions so you can just right. outvalue the crap out of them right yeah i really enjoyed playing casino battle mage in that yeah also, it's one. it's the best way to get those epics and legendaries that aren't allowed in the format. <laughs> oh yeah, of it. dude, I got a journey to Sovngarde in one of my matches, and I was like, "Oh, dude, get <laughs> fucked!" <laughs> like I'm playing against somebody who's slapping down giant bats and shit against me, and I'm <laughs> like, "Oh, you are so dead, dude. You don't even know." Most people's finishers are Call of Valor, and then you just yeah, you just drop the journey to Sovngarde. Yeah, and actually, you know, it's funny that you mentioned Call of Valor, because I think in that same matchup, I got an Ice Storm. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, this is, this is where it's at, dude. Yeah, yeah, it's almost as bad as using Flesh Sculpture to get Supreme Atromancer in the Futurist <laughs> Challenge. Like yeah, an asshole. My, my bad, dude. <laughs> we, ne- we need to do that, actually, again. I would love to do that sometime this week. Sometime Ian, this week? Oh, man. Yeah, Ian, you got to get in on this, man. I have to be done. All right, so three decks. Uh, it has to be different classes. The only banned card is Flesh Sculpture. Because <laughs> Charmer's feelings. <laughs> and uh, was there some other rule we came up with? Because of recent additions to the card pool? Oh, I think there was one that we had talked about. But Flesh Sculpture was was not fun. Yeah. Let's look at these new cards real quick. Um, it's like it's like the only format where flesh sculpture is like <laughs> it's actually stupid. really really good, but it's also yeah. like so demoralizing to lose to it because you don't feel like you lost a skill at all. It's literally right. like somebody went, "All these cards I have are junk, so yeah. throw them in the air and get stuff you know new." And yeah, yeah. Shinara, you know it's funny we have for uh, probably over a year now talked about a creatureless league i uh i still want to make that happen i would participate gleefully because like even though it seems like like because you know you go to these different levels of like developing these decks like first you're like well 
yellow based token seems like they'd be great and then you start running fireball in all your decks <laughs> and then you start right then you start trying to figure out ways to generate nord firebrand so you can use the card that turns a creature in your hand into a random legendary yeah i was gonna say the the raiding raiding party heroic reverse yeah. is uh legit that that's what happens next and then you start running a whole bunch of creature removal. Like, you start putting Piercing Javelin in your decks in a creatureless format. <laughs> like, it's so much fun. Like, I love doing this. There's so much diversity. Um, I don't play creatureless format. Uh, I don't play any decks that can't run Ice Storm in the creatureless format. So Yeah, yeah you have to run Ice Storm. It's, I would think Skeever Infestation becomes insane. Oh, yeah. Maybe we should ban Skeever Infestation. That yeah, card it might be too slow. Like, honestly, it might still be too slow, but it seems insane. Yeah. Watch we'll <laughs> we'll figure that out. time you javelin a grunt. Yeah, I can actually see that. You got a reverberating strike now. You don't need to javelin. Yeah, that's true. Reverberating strike seems real strong. Battle Mage's Onslaught is insanely powerful. Oh, you know what, Justin? Yeah. So the thing about Creatureless format is there's only one support removal card in the format. Right. And... That suddenly makes like support mage really, really good because if you're not playing against spell sword, being able to excavate mechanical heart three oh, times yeah. is That's really good. strong. I'm excited to do this now that we have so many new cards. This is a good idea. Yeah, fabricate seems like it'd be super fun for that. Oh yeah, fabricate is super powerful. I always want, I always want to try to find fabricate <laughs> in in some stuff. When when they did the no the gauntlet with just the commons and rares, I thought it was yeah. the best finisher in the format. Because I think just, like, yeah, just make a big dumb like ten ten. I agree. One of my I, like both times I went seven wins was with Casino Battle Mage, and uh, both times I lost games to decks that ran because um, I you know I didn't bother running a whole lot of. Um, removal for eight eights and i would die to that that fucking new neutral card from Clockwork. oh yeah awakened imperfect yeah i would die to like aggro decks who were ha who were running that i'm like what is this <laughs> yeah yeah non-vigilant giant big thing, man. yeah yeah neutral vigilant giant yeah dumpster giant <laughs> robot giant yeah robot giant there you go yeah, uh, playing. I think playing Skeever Infestation only counts as one, so it wouldn't be crazy with the Mirror Shrine because you'd still have to play two more cards. Wait, how did we go through ten seconds of that with those jokes without saying Iron Giant? <laughs> like, what is he's, he's not nearly good enough to be compared to the Iron Giant. That's yeah. fair. If if his voice, if he had a voice line that was like by Vin Diesel, I'd consider it. But yeah, like the Thornwell Terror. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the one who even sounds like he's about to eat your like entire family. Thornwell Thor Terror is like the the best one drop in the game because he sounds so like so terrifying. Like Yeah. That's funny. Uh, so what are you guys excited to try now that you're you're hopefully jumping back on the ladder with these bugs fixed? in non non meme senses, what do you guys think is something that is really cool you think even people people haven't jumped in yet stuff that's like actually good yeah oh okay um <laughs> <laughs> like as far as stuff that uses the new cards go i mean i think that sorcerer with voice of balance is super good i think that there's room for a battle mage control deck that really appreciated clockwork giant but like also wants cradle crush giant and uh i'm sorry clockwork dragon but also wants cradle crush giant and voice of balance yeah. and um 
I'm really excited to try the uh, self-mail warrior deck you sent me. Control Battle Mage is an interesting one. I didn't. I haven't really thought too much about Voice of Balance as a, as a control card, but it probably could fit in because you're usually using. Uh, you're, I mean, you're always using actions and control decks, and there's usually supports that fit in. If you can find like a slick way to include the item. Yeah, I think you just run Daggerfall Mage, and I think that you might even look at uh, the two one that gives you a dagger for one in blue. That was my f first thought. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't mind using that to trade for the early game, you know? I I think that obviously Har Harpy is better, but I think that you could do some nice things. I think Rayer has been doing that. He's been playing um, Wisp Raider with Crown Quartermaster and Voice of Balance. Crown Quartermaster, that's it. Okay, yeah. I didn't... Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, I think Wisp Raider is still pretty good, too. I, I think that deck's never bad. I just think it's never particularly great. Yeah. Yeah, it'll I'm, be, I'm looking forward to trying Ultra Assassin. Um, yeah. Sly Marsh Blade. It's it's already been uh, a deck, but I actually really want to give a, a mid warrior uh, a go that runs both lumbering ogum uh, ogrim and bleak coast troll because yeah. like an actual I, mid warrior. Yeah, yeah. The like, other one's just an aggro deck. Yeah, the other the stuff that's going around like Joe calls it mid. He calls it mid grow now. Yeah, that's what it's posted to his legend decks. It's very very aggro. It tops out its curve at triumphant yarl, and if yeah. if we're saying that 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 counts. As being mid range, then Prophecy Battle Mage is mid range because right. Prophecy Battle Mage runs Yarl all the time. Yeah, I just really like yeah. the idea of if you run Ogrim and Bleak Coast, then that increases like increases the number of things that have to be answered a turn before your sower, yeah. and I think it makes your sower that much more impactful. So even though that's like not like a cool like fun deck, I think it's going to be really good. So I'm excited to try that. Um, I've been playing uh, like Merrick Battle Mage with it's funny Justin said it like with Clockwork Dragon with uh, yeah. the Cradle Crush uh, that's been okay uh, I misplayed a couple of games my win would probably be better uh, it'd been forever since I played Merrick so uh, threw me off a bit but um, but yeah Ultra Assassin is something I want to give a go Rage Archer is something I want to give a go with the new Cradle Crush I think um, support support Mage is still tier one point five. And then, uh, item like an item battle mage uh, that tries to use voice of balance is something yeah. else I want to give a go. At some point, item battle mage has to be good, right? There's so much synergy <laughs> there. It has to be at some point during this game's yeah. lifespan. Item battle mage has to be a good deck. I think that yeah. it's almost there. I because you're going to be running a lot of that stuff for the voice of balance anyway. So I kind of want to give it a go. I don't know if I'm going to go like all in item, but I think that there's at least some version that exists right now that can probably make use of the three drop that becomes like the big ass guard yeah, yeah. i actually played that I'll... in the voice of balance thing and it's yeah. working out really really well yeah i think that I... that's yeah i i think that uh we're just a cheaper item that gives ward away from that deck being incredibly obnoxious I'd be okay with it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I was going to say, I think that the mace is already good enough. If yeah. if you can play the three drop and it survives a turn, throwing Sentinel yeah. Battle Mace on it is a nightmare. Yeah. yeah. I love Battle Mace. Battle Mace takes the idea of a control deck. Like, it takes a control deck's idea of, like, trying to handle a mid-range deck and just, like, shoves a big fat no in their face. Like, every... <laughs> every 
slow deck like the one the, the mirror warrior i've been playing that i think is difficult to counter the counter is just play mid-range battle mage and slam people in the face with warded creatures because yeah. they can they can almost never deal with it with one card unless they have a javelin yeah. and if they have a javelin then they're jabbing like a three drop so right so i i, I would love mid-range battle mage to be good i think that's the definition of like why mid-range should be good against control and i think mid-range battle mage is really good in this meta so if there's an item variant of that that becomes good i'm not gonna be mad about that yeah, I mean, I think there could be, like, I keep, the only reason I keep wanting to make items work is, I think there are cards like Dragonstar Rider that could be really, really good, right? Like, now that we're hitting a point where Corsair Ship is seeing a lot more play, um, I think that Corsair Ship and something like Dragonstar Rider are meant, to, like, to work hand in hand, um, yeah. and then going even a step further, like, if... If you've got a Corsair ship and you can like land Dragonstar, then you're going to draw a card and it replaces itself. And then if you somehow it survives a turn and you can throw like a tome on it and like net two cards while pumping it, it's so much gas. Yeah. Ionies actually has been playing that a lot. It's it's the weirdest looking deck I've ever seen. I have no idea how it wins, but it's Ionies, so it does. Oh, but interesting. Like, like the Dragonstar Corsair ship voice of balance thing. I think the deck he has around it is like really weird and probably not the best version of it. So there's still a lot of experimentation to be done there, but he's been having some success with just that combo, the Corsair ship into the Dragonstar. Yeah. I, I've been thinking about that a lot lately. So that's actually interesting that I need playing it. I'll have to see, does he have a list posted someplace? Yeah, I can link it to you. It's really, really weird. It has Dunmer Nightblade. I, w I don't know you if know, I that, there was a, there, there was a, there was a time when Dunmere Nightblade used to be really good when it gave yeah. Steel Sword. Yeah. I do remember that because I only played like Arena and Solo Arena when I yeah. played like way back and that card was completely It was insane. one of my favorite two drops in the game because steel getting a Steel Sword off of like an early curved body that you could use for reach later was so good. Yeah. But yeah, I'll I'll, uh, I'll check this out and then we might do we might do like a version of it or something because I'm cool. Runs Aldora the Daring, which is good enough for me. I, this guy, yeah. this guy I, uh, the best I step away real quick to take a phone call. I'll be right back. Oh, this thing has Elakir Survivalist too. Mundestone. <laughs> I need plays a deck that runs Mundestone. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they use memeing around with this. <laughs> Dude, he has he to doesn't be. even run battle base. There, there's no battle mace, but there is. There's a Mundus Stone. There is a Mund. Wait, there is a Mundus There are three ice storms and yeah. two vigilant giants. Yeah, I think it's sort of like control combo, -y, but I'm not sure what the combo is aside from. No, I mean, I, honestly, it, javelin. I was gonna say, I'm looking at it, and honestly, it looks like a mid range deck that just tries to outvalue because it looks like it draws a million cards, and then I bet that the ice storm is just teched for the token matchup. Yeah, because. But, I mean, Everything it's doing just gets jabbed. It doesn't do any... It's a combo deck that doesn't have an immediate well, attack. Well, yeah. I mean, it, everything it does does just get jabbed, but because it potentially draws a lot of cards, like, they'll run out of jabs before you run out of cards, theoretically. Yeah, that's like what I, voice of for. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I, I can... I could see where this could, like, not be as meme as it looks on the surface, but I do think the Ice Storm is probably just for the token matchup, because the rest of this deck doesn't win against tokens without Ice Storm. No. So... I don't know. I like the idea. I don't know if that's the best list for it. Yeah, I don't know if this is the best list. I mean, obviously, you know, it's probably working for Aini, but Aini's a good player, so 
like you can any... you can actually uh, check the change log he did um so it was four days ago that he made the changes so originally when he played this it didn't have nice storm so he played this to finish number four i'm guessing he started around number four so i don't know how much that means but uh at that point it ran pyromancer battle mace conspiracy cradle cross raiding party breton conjurer so it's basically just like merrick with voice of balance and a couple item synergies with the dragon star and then he added the cunning allies ice storms mundestone and dunmer nightblade i think maybe just to meme it up a little bit yeah. Huh. Yeah, I might, I might, I don't know if I'll give this exact list, but I might give, like, College of Winterhold is kind of throwing me, but I suppose that's just support count for yeah, voice of balance. I've, I'm of the opinion that voice of balance is best if you, like, try not to build around it so much. Just try to, like, don't include bad cards. The, I just, and obviously, College of Winterhold I, isn't a bad card, but. Yeah, it's not bad, but without any, like, synergy, that's, yeah. that's potentially question. Like, Skyforge, three Corsair ships, and Mundestone might be, you know, like, enough. When you look at mid-range blue, a lot of the times, you know, in theory, you don't want to be playing them this way, but a lot of times your four drops are four mana, four force anyway. If you're playing a Royal Sage and you don't have health, playing a Mystic Dragon, you didn't get off Prophecy, it's just a four mana, four four. So right. playing a four mana, four four isn't the end of the world. They function before that way. So you don't have to like particularly sell out you just include good cards and if the synergy works out then you get nated yeah or a lot of times you're just lightning bolting something or yeah yeah this this is interesting i I don't know if i would play this exact list but i might give something this is kind of similar to what i was formulating in my mind because i do see the rahab battle mage uh i see skyforge corsair ships yeah that's another one this rehab i think it's a lot better this stuff so it's i love i love the new set man like it, you should have seen me on the first day i was playing i was just like gushing i was just like this is the most fun i've had with this because i was just playing the voice of balance stuff when i hit the serpent i was hitting like conscription battle base to try and charge people out. i was just like it's so i'm really really impressed by the set especially after clockwork city which i was very negative on but it was it, it was very very nice to just see this game get a, a big big shift in the form just like even even 12 cards was a big shift so Sounds good. So, also, welcome back. Thank so, you. I know that Justin can't be up super late, so we should probably transition to the the chat question portion. And uh, we have two of them, uh, two good questions, in my opinion, lined up. The first question is, uh, somebody asks, what does the future hold for the Elder Scrolls Legends? And then their follow-up, like, more specifically, is what does it need to do to be super popular like Hearthstone? I mean, the futures, as far as, uh, and, you know, I know I hint around a lot, of, a lot of shit, but, like, the future's looking great just from the stuff that's been publicly said. Like, all sorts of stuff planned for this year. You know, they've talked about uh, <clears throat> doing more tournament stuff, and uh, I, I think this is the best time that there's ever been to be a Legends player. Yeah, I would say, oh, I just messed up my sound. Hold on. I'll be right back. <laughs> What does it need to be popular like Hearthstone? Um, so, you know, Hearthstone is as popular as it is because it, it has very simple, straightforward mechanics, bright, flashy colors. And uh, Elder Scrolls Legends, you know, has a depth to it that is just not present in Hearthstone. And it mechanically really isn't possible in that game. And uh, so, you know, what you have is a community that is smaller than Hearthstone's, but still significant uh, supported by one of the biggest companies 
uh, in gaming and uh, has only continued to grow in popularity, in audience size, and in uh, community size since it's been released. So uh, what's going to make it more successful? <clears throat> um, you know, the expansion of the tournament scene they've already said is going to be happening is what I would point to. Um, I would say, uh, just as, as somebody who's sort of become a streamer in this stuff pretty recently, um, I probably haven't had as much interactions with like the, the people, the brain trust behind, uh, everything involved with the game as you guys have. Uh, but in the stuff I have recently, I can tell you guys that came away very positive. Uh, I think there's definitely a lot of stuff coming for this game. Um, and uh, I'm, I'm as somebody who is sort of like looking for reasons to be negatives because be negative because I love tournaments and that was one of the reasons I got into this game was playing tournaments and meeting people. Um, I I I genuinely think the future of the game is is very bright. Whereas I didn't and you I, this video is still up on my YouTube. I didn't think the future of the game was bright like two months ago. So I think the past two months have been really good. We've seen a lot of good content, a lot of good communication, and I think we're we're headed in a very good direction. Yeah. I I know that they had released, uh, you know, some bits of information recently uh, that make things look bright. I know that they posted for the community manager position uh, that should be filled shortly, which will also, I think, go a long way toward helping us out. Um, I agree with that. He heaven help that soul if it's not, though, because they will hear it. <laughs> early and often yeah. um, but no I mean in terms of like trying to get it as popular as, as Hearthstone I just don't think that'll ever be the case if I'm being frank uh, it, it needed to be first to market because that's a lot of what helped Hearthstone hit that because that gave it inertia gave it momentum um, and then on top of that is as deep as Legends is and superior, in my opinion, as Legends is mechanically to Hearthstone, it's not different enough to make people jump out. Like one of the reasons, like you can say what you want about Gwent's competitive scene, but one of the reasons that I think Gwent also got uh, the fast start that it had was because it was so wildly different in terms of gameplay. Yeah. And unless that is... Because it's, it's very easy for people to be dismissive, right or wrong. It's very easy for someone to, like, go to a stream, watch a little bit of Legends, and go, this is a Hearthstone clone, and never come back. Again, right or wrong, that, that's just what happens. Like, that doesn't happen if you go watch Gwent. Um, I think that, you know, when Artifact comes out, if it ends up being wildly different, that'll get a huge following for a number of reasons. But, again, because it'll be different... Um, I don't, I don't, sadly, even if there was a huge marketing push tomorrow, even if they announced massive, like, money tournaments tomorrow, um, I don't, I don't think that it would ever hit the popularity of, of Hearthstone, um, uh, anytime soon. Now, that being said, I think that it has the capability maybe, like, two years from now to close the gap pretty significantly with a slow burn. I think that if they treat this the same way they treated... Uh, Elder Scrolls Online, then yeah. they'll get a lot of converts that, you know, once you do get people to try it out and you see the quality of the game, I think they'll stick around. I just think that's the biggest hurdle. Yeah, when I, when I uh, met with Matt and AJ the other day, like, they specifically mentioned Elder Scrolls Online, you know. Like, Bethesda's just approaching 
the you know their card game differently than some other companies are approaching theirs and, and i think like rightfully so like you, you just need to look at uh hand of the gods right <laughs> to see what a huge push in the beginning with huge marketing and and you know very financially supported tournament scenes uh result in when your game fucking sucks <laughs> hot garbage uh i was i was gonna say pretty much the same thing in like less flowery language but that was great yeah yeah man exactly it was the bigger game <laughs> no like you know charmer and i are pretty savvy consumers of like gaming stuff and like we both got taken in by like the, the all the you know the all the marketing and then like after like a week of playing that game i was like what did i just spend 40 dollars on like that was that was awful it was yeah, pretty awful. It's not a. It wasn't. I mean, yeah. I hope that doesn't discourage them from putting money into a tournament scene because I think there's like there is a gap, right? There's there's a gap in in that sort of because. It... Oh no! I don't know if that is on my end or on their end, but my Discord has frozen. I hear him, so I think yeah. they can hear us. I hear <laughs> they oh, you can him. hear me now? Oh, uh, fuck. Yeah. What, what all did we say? <laughs> they heard me talking about how I didn't name names, hell yeah. 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 How long have they been able to hear us? Not long. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> it, just, it just went live. Back we, to the game. We were what, actually what is, legitimately, what we were legitimately talking game? about how we don't understand why anybody fucking watches us. <laughs> <laughs> Then I was yeah. about to start talking shit on Hearthstone streamers, and then you connect to stop me from saying names. <laughs> I was gonna start vaping. <laughs> That's fine. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, nobody can see you right now anyway because everything is still uh, being being goofy, and I'm not even sure if chat can hear. Maybe they can. Maybe not. They say <laughs> we can hear us. All right. We're scrolls. Yeah, they can't. Yeah, see I us. can't. I can't see you guys. Like that's all right. I'm much more attractive when people can't see me. <laughs> yeah, it's all right, man. Yeah, I don't know what happened. Uh, my internet just cut out without warning. I assume. It... Oh, it wasn't. It wasn't a blue screen. No, it's. It was my internet. Like it okay. just went down. So on top of the blue screen issue. Um, yeah. Comcast is known to do like line maintenance on my internet connection sometimes between yeah. like midnight and one my time yeah. and they do it without notifying me and I've even told them like hey I use this for business related things like you know I I've upgraded my internet service to like the business quality uh, yeah. they're supposed to notify me and they never do so I assume that whatever it was was them restarting yeah. something on their infrastructure but I just realized that I'm gonna find I'm I'm gonna try to write off my internet on my fucking taxes. <laughs> I haven't filed yet, and like, why the fuck not, right? Yeah, I'm I trying. haven't I haven't filed yet either, but I was planning on doing it this year. I'm trying to avoid thinking about how I need to file this because I'm assuming that's gonna be annoying. So I'm just gonna pretend it doesn't exist until the day before taxes are due. I don't know. I, there's a certain amount like that you, when I sign up with AdSense, YouTube said like. If I didn't make this amount, it wouldn't matter on my taxes, but I don't know if I'm there. No. I might be. I think, I don't know. Because I'm, I'm only affiliated with Twitch, so technically I like don't work for Twitch or anything. Oh yeah, I don't... Maybe I don't need to report anything on that. 
Yeah, I need to research this a little bit before I commit fraud. <laughs> <laughs> the amount of people that have accidentally committed fraud on Twitch has to be insane. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I wonder uh, how I do that. You could just like find a picture of Barbus for me. Yeah, I, like I don't. I'm still, go, like, I still can't see you guys on Discord at all either. So yeah, it, it might I just be uh, audio going forward. Yeah, I, I got you. I got you. That's it'll, cool. To be honest, I gotta run pretty soon too. Yeah, that's what I was saying. It'll probably just be audio. The time, it, I mean, I'm sure I could fix it, but the time it'll take, then yeah. Justin will have to jet. So yeah, you can I, just use that for me. <laughs> I have to. Uh, yeah, I gotta do some. Some of the most tedious work I've ever done in my life. <laughs> like I don't even know how else to describe it. I've never done this before, but yeah. Yeah. Maybe later you can talk about it. We'll Maybe. earmark it for a future podcast. Yeah. When I, yeah. <laughs> we'll see. Right, moving moving along to things that we can talk about. Um, yeah, I got like, a, I got a notification for jury duty recently. By the way, <laughs> I have jury duty on the twenty eighth. <laughs> that ought to be fun. Yeah, I'm excited. I mean, I'm 100% sure I get disqualified the minute I talk about my background. <laughs> like, I still got summoned. Yeah. So, I think we were doing, like, questions and stuff. If anybody, I think, I don't know if anybody still has questions. Yeah, I'm so sorry. Yeah, Ian on. was starting to say something, but I don't remember. Yeah, I completely forget. He cut out, like, mid on my end. And, it, it, like, everything froze. It wasn't, like, a blue screen. Like, it was totally throwing yeah. me, so. That's cool. I see a lot of Illuminati symbols in chat. Somebody says that Blizzard's... Uh, I'm not even going to repeat that. I'm not going to repeat that. Never mind. I was, was going to ignore that. Never yeah. I, I started reading. I'm like, all right. <laughs> there we go. Okay, something about a gap? Hold on. Apparently, I got to go back to Twitch and figure out what I was talking about at the end. Yeah. We were talking about why Hearts Just Shavers suck. No, that's what we were talking about off the air when we suddenly got so, back on. <laughs> so, I know, like, forever ago, somebody asked... I believe it was Malibu Barbus. Uh, yeah. asked us to rank our expansions. Oh, that's a good idea. That's a good idea. Like, what's your favorite, and what's the yeah. worst? And uh, Well, my favorite's the Madhouse Collection. Hands down, favorite collection. What Number would you one. put after that? That's tough. Um, I want to say Clockwork City. Just because I feel like I spent more time creating goofy new decks with that small amount of cards. Plus, the Clockwork City story was absolutely brilliant. And then I probably go Dark Brotherhood. And then I go Skyrim, and I'm holding out my ranking for uh, uh, Forgotten Hero until I play with the cards more. Right, just to just to throw it out there, because I did go back and watch and I figured out what I was saying. I was saying there's a gap in in the market right now for a competitive CCG that isn't Hearthstone, but it's still that same style of creature combat, like the way Magic the Gathering does it. Um, because really, the only one in that area right now is Hearthstone, and I think there's a lot of people who would look for something to switch. And Gwent's kind of a different, not a different genre, but a different type of game altogether. So that's what I was referring to with the gap. Now people can stop yeah. saying gap in chat, please. <laughs> <laughs> that's not gonna happen. No. So Ian, I, how would you rate your uh, rate the expansions? Um, so I wasn't around when Madhouse came out, so I'll say I enjoyed some of the cards from that, but I'll kind of disclude that because I yeah. used it all after the fact. Yeah. Um, I think I I love the current one. My least favorite is definitely Clockwork City uh, by a pretty significant amount. I just didn't find a lot in there. Like the actual story itself was fantastic. Um, the you know the missions and stuff, but I, I just didn't really like the cards that much. Um, 
I love the new one, but I'm going to give Heroes of Skyrim the number one because it's insane. Having an expansion that has, like, the variations that we went through in that meta, like, we didn't... People, like, think, oh, like, tokens, but tokens weren't a thing until, like, two months after the set released. People went through, like, so many variations of what the best deck is the game is and countering it back and forth, and there's so many cards that came in and out of the meta, and uh, having that, like, it was it was genuinely one of the best expansions in any any like card game I, I can think of because of how varied the meta was, how little there was that I think was toxic except for like Bringer of Nightmares and Praetorian Commander, which got immediately nerfed. So I, I'm really impressed that you're, it's so difficult to bring 130 cards and not really have any major issues. Kind of yeah. did that with Heroes of Skyrim. Yeah. I can see that. So for me, um, I actually think my favorite expansion was the Fall of the Dark Brotherhood. I really like Madhouse. Madhouse would probably be my second favorite of the bunch, and then I would probably pick, uh, I think, Skyrim, and then Forgotten Hero, and then Clockwork City, and just in terms of, like, cards that were introduced. Um, that being said, I'm right there with Ian. Like, I love the story of Clockwork City. Yeah. Um, but I think Follow the Dark Brotherhood, it gave us... It didn't give us as much new stuff in terms of, like, new deck-building options like Madhouse did, but it gave us a couple of new decks mm -hmm. while also providing a large number of cards that, like, kind of changed the way so many other decks were played. Mm -hmm. um, and they kind of set us up for stuff in that would be, like, really powerful in the future. Right? Like, when Fall of the Dark Brotherhood released versus, like, comparing the power of those cards post-Skyrim, like, there are so many cards in the Fall of the Dark Brotherhood that immediately got better the minute Skyrim hit. Right? So I yeah. think that it was a little underappreciated at the time. Like, Astrid was good, but she wasn't, like, as good until we, like, got Archer's Gambit, right? Um, yeah. And there's a lot of cards that were were like that. And so now when I look back... There was some really powerful stuff in the Fall of the Dark Brotherhood, and I felt the the story was fun. Um, I think that, yeah, I think that one's probably my favorite looking back. Sweet. Maybe all our favorites are going to be released soon. <laughs> Trademark. <laughs> uh, Mac Milanov had a question. Okay, what's that? Don't you think it's time to nerf Journey? That card is overused as Parth and doing too much. And we touched on Journey a little bit earlier, so it's an yeah. interesting question. Wait, do you like because it's not an amazing card from a win rate perspective, but it is right. like crazy powerful and kind of changes right. the way you have to build decks. So, is right. that something you guys think should get nerfed, or do you think they should leave it alone because it's not really, it's not like amazing or anything? I, I think that you hit the nail on the head perfectly when you talked about rotation. Like, I like Unstoppable Rage, I like Journey, I don't want to play against them forever. Yeah. Yeah. Those are the two those are the two big ones that come to my mind with that. I I actually think that it's less oppressive than than Parthernax was necessarily at his height. Um and here's why. It's easy Par to forget how annoying Parthenax is until somebody <laughs> plays it against you. Right. Like and, but and, and so so here's here's why. Journey yeah. is a card that can absolutely win a game. It can absolutely mean the difference between games like on who, you know, gets the value out of their journey first. Like, I'm not going to deny the power level. Yeah. But Journey is, in many ways, like, 
the rich man's ungulum. Like, you have to spend <laughs> seven magicka doing nothing, and then you have to, you know, either combo it out with, like, uh, Tullius Conscription, or, like, wait till you draw those cards to get the benefit. And there have been plenty of times where I've shuffled in, like, 20, 25 creatures with Journey, and then still not drawn any for, like, my next 10 draws. Yeah. Whereas Parthernax, you always would get, like, immediate value out of it, right? So, yeah. um... I, I don't know, like, for me, I'm I'm right there with Ian. I think that it's the kind of card that I don't want to play against forever, and it's the kind of card that will get more powerful the more creatures that are released and the more interactions that are released, so I don't want it to be around forever. But yeah. in the current state, like, right now, I think, I think that it's fine. Um, I think that... I would also say this, like, I think that there's probably, you know, as much counterplay... Uh, you know, to Journey as there is to Parthernax, or was to Parthernax. I mean, you can still play Memory Wraith stuff, Cast Into Time just came out. Um, you know, you can uh, try to... Like, usually when I'm playing against decks that I expect are playing Journey, I think that sometimes people uh, drastically overlook the strategy of burning cards. Like, if you catch a control player with, like, eight cards and you had, um, like, normally, yeah. you, you know, normally you don't think about it, but if they got, like, eight or nine cards and you can crack a rune or two, like, yeah. that can turn a game if you, I've Dude. won a couple of games by making people burn a journey. Ever since I released that video where I killed somebody with the Tullius's Battle Mage charge thing, like, <laughs> I find myself getting fucking milled by people intentionally. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Super, super thinks has sniped me before with Mill Mage with Studium Headmaster. And I was playing a deck that was, I was playing that warrior deck whose entire yeah. win condition is Journey, and he just he just nailed it. There were ten cards left in my deck, and somehow he just knew he just nailed it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't want to talk about that one anymore. Actually, um, do, we have any, do we have any? Do we have any other questions? Yeah, I like it when Malibu Barbus asks questions because I get to say his name. Pretty right. fantastic name. It's a great name. Malibu asks, do you think Cast Into Time is potentially more powerful than Javelin in a tournament where deck lists are public? I think that Cast Into Time might be more powerful than Javelin just in general. <laughs> I think... I I don't know if public deck lists mean that much, because I think anything you're trying to hit with Cast Into Time, in, in that sense, is something that's so powerful you know they're going to be running three. Like, yeah. one, of the, one of the best targets is, like, Sower. I don't need a deck list to know that my opponent's running three Sowers. Yeah. Right. I would agree with that 100%. Yep. And and here's the thing. If you think a card is powerful enough that you want to cast into time it, even if there was only one copy of it, it's probably still the right play to have played cast into time onto it. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad cast into time is part of the part of the card pool now though. <laughs> the unstoppable. Was that your age post flying boot? Uh, I think I think he posted the chicken one. I thought. Oh, I, I thought he was the one he posted the 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 most recent nerf rage thread. No, no, no. That was uh, that was somebody else. It was like Jack something or whatever. I'm pretty sure chicken. Boot was the uh, the chicken one with the 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 kid who gets chased down by a cock. Yeah, I do. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, that one. Oh yeah, that one. And now Charmer's on an FBI list. <laughs> that one, that one, that was that video was scary to watch. Cause why is the that's a dangerous situation? It's a kid getting chased by an angry rooster. Who's filming? Go help yeah. the kid. 
probably another chicken, man. It's probably it's the kid's. Probably... No, it's probably the kid's parent. <laughs> Listen, I love my children, and I I would do anything for them. But sometimes you just have to watch your children make really dumb decisions <laughs> and just let them learn from it. Like it happens. Fair enough. Will there be Daedric princes? I don't know, man. There's a lot of there's a lot of cool stuff in lore. I want them. I mean, a lot of people will say with like future expansions they want. Like, I want to see a Morrowind expansion, or I want to see an Oblivion expansion. I want to see something we haven't seen in the games. Like, I want to see, I want to see like an Elsewhere expansion. Yeah, like a I Balenwood mean, Wood expansion. Stuff we haven't really seen that much of. I mean, we just got Mechanar, right? Yeah, and was cool. And he was cool. I think that, you know, we asked Pete about it when he was on, and he was yeah. kind, of, you know, kind of like coy but slash open ish to the idea. I I do think it would be cool if they use the legends as a way to build out more of the lore and then having like, like you say, right? Like let's do an elsewhere expansion. And then if they do elder scroll six, let's say, and it's, you know, ends up in elsewhere, how cool would it be to see people and that you recognize from the card game? Yeah. I thought like, Mechanor was cool and I was disappointed to look at the wiki and find out he wasn't in like ESO. Cause I'm like, I have ESO. Yeah. I'm going to go play until I get to face Mechanor. Cause he was so cool. It was, I mean, it was just a cool villain. He makes he makes robot cyborgs. Yeah, that's true. Right, robot cyborgs is a little bit redundant, but it was it was cool. Oh man, yeah. I must. I I feel you. I feel your cyborg love. I've seen all the Transformers movies, and they're all fucking awful. But you, but you know <laughs> what? I was, still got robots. Yeah, I was like, I, I gotta get in on this. <laughs> so uh, Nikami, I never know how to say it, but I always like to put the emphasis on like the four ends in his name. Um, says, would slight change to a card have a big impact on the meta? I assume he's asking what slight change to a card uh, would have a big impact on the meta. Like if you could pick one card and make a slight change to it to make a big impact. A storm at five would change everything. I'm trying to think of like a small one. Give blood pack messenger charge. Maybe that's not small. <laughs> yeah, that's huge, man. But I don't know. I try to. The first thing I always think of when people ask that is like, what's a small way I can give Spellsword draw? Spellsword yeah. needs to have something to. If Spellsword ever got draw, they might be actually insane. Like, it would be a really good control deck. Fuck's it, it's not. I mean, his, I'll historically. Say, uh, I'll say Immolating Blast always leaves the smallest creatures. Yeah. Instead of random. That'd be big. Incandescent explosion. <laughs> Atro from ten. I don't know. I don't know how that meme started. I think it was. I don't know if it was a link thing, but whenever emulating blast comes up in my stream, I was like, "What's emulating blast? Do you mean incandescent explosion?" <laughs> uh, uh, what else could change? I mean, the entire meta changed when Crystal Tower Crafter went from two two to one one. Yeah, but I mean, that was a really big change. <laughs> They were small, make fireball, big. Make fireball able to go face. Uh, it's funny you mentioned that. It's funny you mentioned that. <laughs> was that, was be that a, a beta thing? The, yeah, that was a beta thing. <laughs> the crazy one I remember was Old Man Takora. That's when I, I mean, obviously I only really played Arena and like very, very low level constructed at that point. But yeah. Takora being able to go cross lanes was so freaking bonkers. Yeah. Like it's so amazing now, and it could. And you didn't have to, like, have any restrictions before. Yeah, Manticore used to be nuts. Old Pillaging Tribune used to be pretty nuts. 
But grab is a zero cost ten ten. Yeah, it's a pretty small change. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny that like old Wamasu, right? Like that cracks me up, right? That like Ancano is like a staple, and old Wamasu was almost as good. And no, like uh, it wasn't almost as good though. It's it was dude. one less damage, and it was a smaller body, and it didn't provide like breakthrough and. I know, but I mean, like, I still feel like, I mean, because that card saw no play, absolutely none. You know. Yeah. Well, so, like, but you have to remember, like, back then, it th even Uncano wouldn't have been like super good. I mean, back then, true. we had eight cost Tascad. Yeah, that's yeah. true. That's true. I think I think if if they unnerfed it, Wamasu would be like a staple in blue at this point. Yeah. Because I think people are are coming around to the everything like Uncano. And even like that, people were surprised at how good Worms King's Agent was because it did that. Anything that can interact with the board and leave a body is going to be pretty insane. And it can if, interact if it could interact face along with leaving a body. If they changed Wamasu back, I would play it in Assassin as a finisher all day long. Yeah, with yeah, all that reach. Would be pretty great in Assassin, yeah. Yeah. That would be so annoying to play against three racers, three bolts, Ancano, Tezcad, three Wamasus. Yeah. Oh House, God, just never... House Kinsman, Camlorn Hero. Never take damage ever, or just all of the healing that would be so yeah. crazy yeah <laughs> uh, maybe that's what assassin needs yeah i'm trying to think of a card that like you could just give a small change to that would just drastically change things remove the restriction from east march crusader it's probably not a small change though yeah i keep i keep coming back to the draw thing and spells. yeah hmm <clears throat> Small changes. Okay, I, I think that uh, uh, the two-two with pilfer and prophecy in green for two. I think you make that a two-three, and it becomes crazy. Yeah, I could see that for sure. Yeah, daring cut first could be nuts. Chat is saying Mark Earth Bannerman being a four-five. Yeah, you know that, here's yeah. the thing. Like, you could make. I would even say you could make Bannerman a three-five. And it would still be absolutely insane. It might even be stronger because you couldn't hit it with uh, Fell the Mighty. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, that's what I want. I want Bannerman to be a 3 5. Yeah, that no, drastically that changes the meta. Yeah, that'd be pretty crazy. That, uh. Swindler's Market costing 2 would be pretty crazy. Somerset Ori costing 0. <laughs> Still not good enough. <laughs> that brings that brings the orc, the zero two orc, into the meta. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Part of the uh, worst infinite combo in the game. Make Blades Lookout a three four. That's gonna be that. That's my final answer. Make Blades Lookout a three four, and I think yeah. you're gonna see a couple new decks come into the meta. That, don't that would be crazy. I've seen people play the Dragon Archer deck pretty successfully as a three three. Yeah, because I think that card, even as a 3-3, is one of the higher power levels that doesn't ha currently have a deck. Because it's yeah. pretty crazy. You get that thing rolling, I, it's it's really, really good. I, I actually have, I don't know what you would cost it at, but I here's what I want. I want them to bring back the Elixir of Magicka, but like as an actual card you can play. An actual card? That'd be interesting. Like, if you gave a neutral ramp option that just had limited charges or whatever. Hmm. Like, let, make it cost two or three or whatever, right? Like, three is probably what you would like, cost it. Like it would have to cost zero. Because if it's taking up a card in your, like, a slot in your deck, 
it gets this, significantly less useful as the game goes on. Th this is the rationale. You know, you like, breaks the game with shit like Mox and Lotus. <laughs> no, no, here's that's just it, right? Like I know yeah. it feels unplayable unless it's at like zero, but the reason I think it has to be three or yeah. maybe even four is one it's a neutral card so there's stuff like that but there's like cauldron keeper and tower oh, alchemist yeah. automatically make that card really really good but even yeah. just like even if you're not running the support package the ability to give control decks that wouldn't normally have access to it the ability to jump to like 13 or 14 in a turn right like being able to you know play that marak and you know another two drop or a three drop um, you know, I, I was playing Support Mage today, actually, and I, I used Orb of Vermin, and I stole two Hist Groves, and with 14 Magicka, I was able to do some really dumb yeah. shit. So that's why I'm thinking, like, I think Elixir of Magicka coming back as an actual card could be cool, yeah. um, but it it would be, like, I think you would have to cost it, like, three or four or something, but... Yeah, that was, that was exceptionally stupid, what that deck can do with extra Magicka. I do think that would change the meta, though. So that's my answer. Bring back the elixir as a playable card. Huh. All right. Do we have any? I don't know if we have any other questions. Good show, guys. Looking, looking through all the answers to the other one. That was a good question. Yeah, it yeah. was. I'm kind of sad I didn't go to the. I guess uh, there was a meetup for Twitch in Chicago today, and I didn't find out about it until like yesterday. And that's, uh, it's only like three and a half hours away from me or something like that. I kind of wish I would have went. Hmm. All right. Real Mayo, if you changed Blood Sorceress's proc to end of turn instead of start of turn, it would be horrifically broken. Yeah, that would be like, that would be like an infinitely better Whisper yeah. I mean, he's not wrong. That's, that is a small change, changing start to end. It would be like an uncounterable Whisper Hey, I've been saying for a yeah. long time, the only thing that's keeping Spider's Lair from being an actual card is changing start to end. Yeah. What do you mean it's not an actual, no, i Yeah. That's a card that I, when I first started playing the game, I fell in love with it. And I tried yeah. so hard to make that card like yeah. vi like really viable i played a lot of spider lair at one point too i don't <laughs> i don't even have spider layers <laughs> that's all right the only card i don't have is necreen <laughs> i think i have that i, I think that was that was a staple in my meme yeah uh, list against mechanar where i tried to get my highest Highest, oh, yeah. three, like highest ever attack. I tried to do that yeah. in one turn with Barbus. Get him to a nine nine nine. Nice. It worked. Nakreen was a staple in that because he needed to hit the Markinaz. That's funny. You know, Shinara in chat was saying it kind of as a joke, but he uh, he says make counterfeit Trinka a card you can include in your deck, and that's not as meme -y as I think. Like that. No, I think that's three of in every single deck ever. Yeah, I agree. It, at a minimum, like car, it makes Prophecy Battle Mage really good. It makes Swindler's Market decks infinitely I, better. Yeah, I think it's good in everything. Yeah, zero zero mana draw a card, even even like one damage. That's and right. in some cases it's a benefit. I think every single deck would play three yeah. of those. Yeah, and Weatherhead Cultist would be in every red deck ever. Also, <laughs> that's true. That's true. Weatherhead Cultist Thief's Guild Shadowfoot is one of the most devastating combos in the game. <laughs> it's so demoralizing. Standpoint. Yeah. 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 All right. 
I got I gotta bail, guys. I'm so sorry, but I have shit I gotta do. I know, man. I appreciate you even making sure that we still did this tonight. No, thank you guys for having me on. I needed this. Now I have hours of work, so. Uh, Ian, I, we'd love to have you back sometime. It was great having you on the show. Sure. Congratulations on making the appearance in the Bethesda stream on Friday, and congratulations on all your success streaming. I also want to go on record because I meant to say this earlier. I was getting really close, and then we had the technical difficulties. Yeah. Um, I want to give Ian a shout out for all the stuff that he does to help out with the warp meta tournaments. Absolutely. Um, if you guys don't know, Ian helps out with those and puts in a lot of work, uh, behind the scenes and it's just, it's really appreciated. So yeah, I'm, absolutely. I'm that, that's all based on it's, it's very cool that like these guys kind of just came out of nowhere and said, we want to start putting money into tournaments. And I thought that was really cool. So. <laughs> I mean, having them jump in is just kind of a new tournament out of nowhere. It was a really cool experience. So, um, I'll, I'll in turn shout out Automaton, who's uh, the guy who admins pretty much all those tournaments by himself, which is insane because we're getting up to like consistent 32 player tournaments and he's just adminning them and handling bands by himself, which is crazy. But yeah, yeah those are those are really fun. There's going to be another one uh, this coming Thursday. We're actually going to be giving away a 60 pack bundle in the chat if anybody, uh, if anybody is interested in, in winning some packs. Sweet. Rock on, guys. Cool. Have a good night, everybody. Peace out.